Hey, man. Hey, man. What's up? Oh, you know, just uh, gone girl in it. <laughs> <laughs> so you just watched it last night then? I, I could take it because it woke, it slapped oh. you in the face and you're still feeling it this morning is what I so, uh, Well, to, to rewind a little bit on this week, this week was. How was your week? Let's go back. Hellish. A little hellish. Yo, we're going back. Why was it hellish? Okay. Hey, everybody. How's it going? Um, <laughs> so this week was hellish because they do this team building thing at my new job called. Um, do you have to rock, walk on ropes and catch each other when you fall? Um, well, it was called War Games, so <laughs> capture the flag, paintball. I mean, no, I mean, because it's all virtual, right? I know. <laughs> so it's all virtual it's scenarios like Call of Duty together. I do. I fucking wish <laughs> like so they split us up into teams depending on the department there were at, and then they give us these scenarios to set up on our system. So it's basically like team building. So one, you get to learn what the other departments do. And two, so like you get kind of an idea of like how things are done and worked on and stuff. Sure. Um, each Works day. Well. Yes. Each day is very specific to a specific department. So the first one was very dev heavy developers. Uh, the second one was very CX heavy, which is my department. And then what um, does CX stand for uh, customer success. Gotcha. What we are. Um and then there's the other department, which was like the mark, like marketing and sales department kind of thing. Mm. So, <laughs> oh man. So the first, the first week I'm fucking law or the first day I'm fucking lost because it's dev heavy. I'm not a developer. Oh, gotcha. These guys are talking about terms and I'm just kind of like sitting watching and trying to take as much notes as possible. Cause I have no idea what they're talking about. Mm. So that day was kind of, you know, in the weeds. Um, the second day was a little more up my speed because it was more centric to my department. And mind sure. you, I, I'm only still a, a month in, so it's still very yeah. new to me. Totally. But I was able to help a little bit more that day. <laughs> the third day, we basically have to spec out a product to sell to the Tyrell. Third day is my department. So we're, we're having, well, it's a combination. Um, so we're having to sell a our we have our, our fake company because mm-hmm. we, we broke into two teams the first team was the breakfast club and the, and the second one was the <laughs> insanity because the guy's name was zane um okay yeah i don't okay, I, I, there's 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 history there with that name i have no idea i'm new member um <laughs> so basically the uh, on the third day the premise is, is that you're selling your product to the Tyrell corporation who has a a device that um searches for replicants okay so, so if the temper if if any of this sounds familiar it's basically blade runner that we're basically selling, <laughs> to. We're selling to the company in blade runner um they give you a scenario of agents in the field trying to find replicants um, how much equipment. So there was a lot of math that a lot of these guys did too, which, you know, to kind of whatever. Sell shit. Yeah. To figure out yeah, how much yeah, yeah. space we needed, how, how yep. fast it needed to be all this other shit. So, you know, once again, I'm like, uh, I'm out of my wheelhouse, but I will pay attention and try to hop out as much as I can. 30 minutes before we have to present, they go, okay, I'm going to need Aaron to present to the CX, uh, the, the, the CX part of the, uh, of the thing. And I was like, <laughs> Fuck. Now, mind you, we are presenting to real customers. 
Yeah. So we're 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 so there's Make like scenarios, but to real customers, to real customers, and they're the judges that are going oh. to to. So it's like some dude from Warner Media, some, <laughs> some, some fucking dude from Spotify, uh, <laughs> and then like well, I forget what the other one was. I think it was like Vox Media or something. Our big customers, basically, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and we're all just kind of like you know, and I'm just kind of pooping myself, going fuck. Oh my god. Okay. So turn on the personality. Oh, my God. I so I panicked and I went wrestling promo. <laughs> Fucking love it. Um, it's a wheelhouse. Know, Stick to your wheelhouse. I, dude, my wheelhouse was wrestling promo. And I basically sold it like like a wrestling promo. And it was um, I don't know if it was good. I don't know if it was bad. Um, I shot some I, I, I shot some fires at the other team, which apparently <laughs> was unexpected <laughs> to a lot of people. You were uh, in wrestling mode. I was in wrestling mode. I shit on their customer service and said that a oh. lot of their customers, a lot of their customers had left them to come to us. <laughs> Had complained to you on the phone about them, oh uh, the, my God, you know, because great. the guy, yeah. the guy, the guy who was selling it, you know, he he knew his stuff, but he was very droney and stuff. And it kind of dragged. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to pep this shit up real quick. There you go. There you oh go. Oh, my God. Like I said, I don't know. I like I have I've gotten like some people go, oh, my God, like, yay. And then I got some people who haven't said anything like my boss. And I'm like, OK, I don't know if that's a good sign or a bad sign. <laughs> but regardless, like it was so it was very stressful one. Um, so the first team we got, the first day we got mauled, the second, <laughs> the second day was much closer. And the third team, the third day was just like by po- like just a few points. So we ended up losing, uh, um, which is fine. I'm not a competitive person. Maybe you can ask your boss how you were th- that day was rated like basically how your department was oh, rated. Uh, we, 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 they, they scoreboard the whole thing. Like the guy who puts this thing on is like. He's very diligent with like, but could you tell by the ratings how your how your presentation it, it went fine, I guess, you okay, know, the, right, the part, right. the part, honestly, the part where I shine the most during these days was documentation because oh. um, you needed to document all the steps that you were doing. Uh-huh. Um, so because I tend to write stuff down a lot. Yeah. And sometimes multiple Writing times helps me learn. Well, that's how it, it helps me learn or retain information like exactly. watching, like watching this goddamn movie last night, which I will tell you, I took. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven pages of fucking notes for this crazy ass movie. Shut up. Because because I'll sit there and I'll I'll watch the movie. And if something comes up, I'm like, okay, that's strange. I better write that down. You know, so that way, like when when you and I are talking, I can be like, oh, yeah, this is that part of the movie where I can be. Oh, I wanted to talk about that shit. So okay. it helps me kind of remember where we're at. So that way I'm not going like, oh, yeah, I kind of remember that. You know? All right. So it markers, helps me. Kinda. Right. Right. Yeah. Markers. Um, so, yeah, I did a lot of that during this thing. Um, the big, big thing that happened this week was yesterday. Um, I don't know if I told you we were having problems with my wife's car. Um, no. We owe like two grand on it. And it was having like uh, AC and radio issues to where like, one part of the car would be cold if you had it on ace on the AC and then the other car would just blow out hot, hot air. Uh-huh. Fucking weird. And, you know, we live in the valley, so we need fucking yeah. proper air in the car. Right. So we take Great. it to the we take it to her her mechanic and he's like, ah, this seems very like um, uh, dealership centric. Fine. End of warrant bullshit. <laughs> right. So oh, I actually should be taking notes on what we're talking about. So um there we go. OK, so because I, I was like, oh, yeah, I see that I need to be taking notes. Um, I'm very like 
drained from this last week. Um, car. So we take the car back. Uh, we take the car to the dealership and they're like, OK, this is going to cost about three thousand dollars. <laughs> and we're like, bro, we owe two <laughs> on this fucking car. We about how, to pay it off. Come on. How does it check? How does make sense? How how does make sense? Right. How does how does it make sense? So me and the wife start to talking and she's like, maybe we should go and get another car. And I was like, fuck, I don't want to do this. <laughs> like, we're so close to paying. Like, we we have two cars on the same loan. Right. So it was uh, we bought both of our cars at the same time. Um, so we bought the Kia and we bought the Dodge at the same time. Dodge is the one having the issues. And we're so close. There's 2K on each car. Mm-hmm. So we're like, fuck, God damn it. So we start looking at cars and. So we ended up at a dealership yesterday. The process takes so fucking long. Okay. Okay. So, so I was dreading yesterday. I hate going to car dealerships. I hate fucking haggling. The only good experience I've ever had at a car dealership was at CarMax. And that still took eight hours. Right. Um, so it was just fucky. Okay. So we show <laughs> up to this Hyundai um, dealership in Woodland Hills and, you know, the guy helps us like we had already like told him what we were looking for. He showed us what we were looking at kind of thing, blah, blah, blah. Um, you know, told him what we can pay, what we're not willing to pay. OK, like I have I shit you not. The process took about three hours mm. and we were in and out with a brand new fucking car. <laughs> you know, I have to say the last time we did. Wow. Buy a car, it was it was about three hours and i really think that was long yeah because i forgot how long it really was i mean it's three like three hours is fine i don't mind doing three hours especially when like i don't have to haggle much the guy was on our side like we told him like he would come back and be like well it would be about this and and you know trish was playing bad cop um (laughs) and and she's like yeah that's not what we want we want to pay a little less than that you know and he was like all right hold on let me go talk to my thing and then they either give us more more trading money for the for the other car or drop something Dude, like we got a, a brand new 2021 uh, Santa Fe, Hyundai Santa Fe. Mm-hmm. It's got all the fucking crazy bells and whistles and mm-hmm, shit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's got like lane assist and braking uh-huh. assist and I'll yeah. drive myself assist and yeah. all this crazy shit. It's a dope car. Um, but, you know, here we are. Oh, and again, yeah, six yeah, years yeah. On a fucking yeah. car, right? Yeah, you're so close to being done and not having a payment anymore. Yeah, I mean, the, yeah. the good thing is, is that we ended up paying off both cars. Um, so now my car technically belongs to me. I don't owe it yeah. to anybody anymore. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, so I had to come home yesterday, make room in the part in the garage because there's no fucking way I'm leaving a brand new car yeah. like in the driveway, even if we are in a decent neighborhood. I'm like, this shit goes in the fucking garage. <laughs> so yeah man got a new car I, after the crazy week so it's been a very busy fucking week and then I, last night i, I sat down and watched this movie <laughs> i got a girlfriend of mine that uses a car broker because she hates dealing with dealerships and for the past i don't know how many at least two three cars uh-huh she calls up this guy in town she goes here's what i want to spend here's what i want let me know what you find. He goes out there and finds it. And then he haggles with them to get the price down so that he yep. gets a cut. Yeah. You know, no, and I then, mean, it's it's a genius job. Yeah, like, and she's like, I hate dealing with them. She goes, I will never deal with a dealership again. I'm like, yeah, that's yeah, I hear you. When I went in to buy my car or our car a couple, you know, not six months ago, however long. Yeah. Ago, what did you guys end up with again? I forgot. Uh, focus. Ford, uh, Focus. Ford Focus. And it's got all the bells and whistles. It has that lane assist and stuff. Um. 
we had to turn that lane assist off because it's got an, Josh said it was annoying. Like if you swerve in the lane, it alerts you. You're like, okay, oh yeah, it'll be from trying to lane change, you know, or, or whatever. So he turned it off. He found it annoying. Um, uh, also, it was funny because we test drove it and it was fine. And then we got in the car to take it home. And like within five minutes, it was like, you've been driving a long time. Do you need some rest? And it was like, what? Huh? What? I, I don't know. What are you going to offer me? Yeah. Like, anyway, some, some coffee, some cocaine or like what are you <laughs> offer me? We went in there with a prize and it was under the prize. And then we took it and we took it for a test drive and then we liked it. We came back and then they dropped the price another three grand. So we're like, cool. Wow. That's awesome. <laughs> well, it was like. We went in there. They knew I was the radio person. They they advertised with us. They have a bunch of sponsorship deals with people on our station and shit like that. And they knew it, it was kind of like, I don't know if it was like the employee rate, but it was like, oh, uh, okay. Homie discount kind of thing. Got it. Got it. I, I mean, I didn't have to haggle. They just, you know, it was cool. They just did it. Cool. Thanks. Well, so so you guys have always had good experiences with Ford. Is that why you went with the Ford? Okay. So the reason why he's always gone with Ford before uh-huh. is because like when we were in LA and stuff, um, my cousin's husband ran the Ford service dealership. Oh, okay. Got it. So we just took all of our shit to him and I knew he wasn't scurring me and he always gave us discounts and stuff like that. And then, um, yeah, so it was just, just kind of always stuck with him. And then, I mean, so my mom bought him too. And then, you know, like my car was her hand-me-down a lot of times. So, you know, Ford. Um, I I just asked because I've never had a good experience with Ford. Um, so that I, I I try to stay away from American cars, especially after this last one where it was a Dodge and we were having, you know, three thousand dollar issues and stuff. And, you know, with this car, like her parents drive a, a similar car. Her brother drives a similar car. My parents drive a similar car. They're all Hondas, which I had no idea that like all three of them were driving like Hondas and whatever. And they they all like didn't have any complaints and talked about their um their coverage and shit. I'm like, all right, well, we'll check it out, mm-hmm. you know, and then she found out that this car was fairly high rated when it came to safety as well because you know with little with the little one and shit yeah yeah but, like my mom just got a mazda so she ventured away from ford yeah oh, she bought she bought the little mazda suv thing uh, but i actually drove we went and visited my grandma this week my 96 year old that's right how, yeah. how is your grandma she's fun we were sitting there watching old movies she just watches like turner classic movies and i love watching old movies with her except that she likes to tell me what's going to happen or what's happening in the movie as we're watching it. <laughs> that sounds like somebody I know. <laughs> Let me watching it. Actually, I was going to ask you, are you into old movies? Have you seen many old movies? And if you'd be interested in watching the one that I watched with her, because I started watching it with her uh-huh. and it's fucking, it's a really famous movie. Okay. It's starring Elizabeth Taylor, Rock Hudson and James Dean. Uh-huh. And it's called giant. And I've always heard about it, but I had no idea what it was about. Okay. So I started watching it with her. And then, of course, I really couldn't watch the whole thing. So I came back and I watched it and it was a lot better and a lot deeper than I thought it was going to be. It's a three hour plus movie. It's a fucking wow. epic like Gone with the Wind. Like, did you see Gone with the Wind? Oh, of course. OK, so I call this it's like Gone with the Wind, but Texas and Cowboys. Oh, interesting. Huh? Yeah. And I, if you if you haven't seen any James Dean movies, he's pretty, he, you know, he only did like three. <laughs> no, I, I've seen quite a bit of old movies and, you know, they would do that thing in the in the um, in the uh, Hollywood Forever Cemetery where they would play old movies. Oh, and, uh-huh. and, and I always like going to those to see like the old movies. Um, yeah, I think I, I'd be down to watch an old movie. I don't think I, I don't think I can sit through a three movie, three hour movie anytime soon. <laughs> 
I'll add it to the list because I was I'm really okay. glad I watched it. Like I said, I've I've always yeah, heard no, about I, it. Yeah. And no, I'm, I'm really I'm glad down, I watched it. And it, I'm I really down to add it. some black and whites, especially if it's this something that's actually color. <laughs> oh shit. Well, I, I'm I'm uh, here, I'll rephrase it like this. Uh I'm down to watch some old school movies as long as it's something that's accessible to all, you know, most people, which you um, know, Turner Classics tend to tend to be, right? If you have HBO, I do Max. Okay, so if you go down to the, um, I did, I discovered this from my grandma and my aunt while I was up there on HBO Max on the left side, all those icons. If you go all the way down to the bottom, there's one that yeah. says Hubs, and yeah, Turner yes. Classic Movies is on there. They got a fuck ton of stuff. I was okay. telling my dad, I can't believe all the shit that was on there, like old to newish classics, you know, yeah. Pretty Woman crap like that, but like fucking everything. So, um, so basically, what you're saying is that we're never gonna run out of content for this shit, right? <laughs> We do streaming movie reviews. Oh, <laughs> uh, we could do uh, what they call ride-alongs, where we'll watch, we'll we'll uh, live stream, we'll watch the movie. I would do that, and because like nowadays, a lot of these movie, um, these movie, uh, you know, app or whatever uh, companies that they, they, they do where you can do a watch along with a different person. Fun. At the same I've, time, I've seen some of that advertised. Yeah, so that we can fun. do that, and then and then zoom it, and then just watch the whole thing. And then just record the whole thing and then just post the whole fucking thing up. <laughs> That's a lot of watching of stuff, but hey, like that'd be fun. I'm um, going to add it to our list. Yep. Um, some other interesting news this week. Uh-huh. You know how I've been uh, fighting my city to for my right to skate? Yep. So um, I got an email uh, from someone at the city today or this oh. week. And she's like, hey, um, I've been looking into this issue. Give me a call when you can. Huh. I'm like, like you couldn't just send an info and email. So I called her and she was super nice. Her name was Linda. Listen, Linda. Linda? Her name was Linda. And she, Linda said, I appreciate she's with the Paso City Parks and Rec. And she says, I appreciate you looking into the ordinances and you reading the rules and bringing it to our attention. She goes, it does certainly seem like with from the writing of the rules that roller skating is not allowed anywhere because of the signage in the park and the commercial zone. She goes, however, she goes, I have talked to the park maintenance people and the Paso Police Department, and they have assured me that they are not going to enforce the rules anywhere as long as you're just skating nicely and not hurting anyone or anything. I said, okay, that's cool. She goes, in the meantime, I'm going to work to get the signage changed in the parks. She goes, I'm going to temporarily fix them with a sticker until I can permanently get them uh, changed. To not exclude you. She said, unfortunately, skating got lumped into aggressive skating and skateboarding yep. and grinding on things. You know, she goes, you still can't go down the pickleball courts or the tennis courts or like the gazebos. She goes with the pathways and she goes, you know, the basketball courts are certainly welcome to and stuff like that. You know, she goes, I didn't want you to feel like your community was being left out. And I thank you for bringing it to our attention. Holy fuck. Like the, the government actually works. For now, it's a nice temporary fix. It's, it's nice that I said, so that's great. I don't feel like a criminal now when I go outside to skate, which is cool. So me and my girlfriends and our kids, we, we popped up at the local elementary school right out in front this weekend and, and, and skated. Well, and now, so now when you run into Karen's, you can name drop this lady and be like, well, actually, I talked to so-and-so and you, you know, if, if you would like to talk to her, here's her phone number. And she said, we're cool. So um, yeah. fuck it, Karen. Yeah, so now the, the main issue is there's still a lot of parks that are being built and planning stages and stuff like that. And right. roller skating is still being left out of the planning. Like, right. there's a lot of big parks that are being built and they all have like skate bowls and stuff, which is great. 
and, and, and I talked to her about this. I said, the thing is, is just don't exclude us. If, if you're afraid of, of us ruining things, then just let us to the basketball courts, you know, where you, there's nothing to ruin, you know? And she's right. like, absolutely, you know? Or we'll pop on some of the city council meetings and they're talking about putting like these bike pump tracks in. And then like, um, sometimes there's these little dirt tracks, you know, that they ride around. And, and so the skaters who've been going to the city council meetings, because they're all virtual, will pop and go, hey, if you make them like, a concrete or another surface where multiple wheels can enjoy it rather than just bikes. And they're like, oh, okay, great idea, you know, or the pathways that they're making, you know, make yeah. them a surface that all wheels can roll on, you know. Um, the funny thing is these slow city people have told my skater friend, like on the DL, <laughs> like off the record, they're glad that we're coming out and voicing our opinion because they're tired of just the pickleball people out there bitching and complaining and taking up more space. <laughs> Fuck and, you, pickleball. And that they've been getting complaints about the pickleballers, about being them not, not them not being inclusive and them like kicking people out and shooing people away and people that like, you know, and shit like that. This sounds like a Will Ferrell movie where it's yeah. the, the roller skaters versus the pickleballers. Yeah, it really is. It's sad. Well, so the, the, the moral of the story that I'm gathering here is that. Speak up because not everybody knows. Yeah, I mean, especially this year, this past year, because these city council meetings were all virtual, it's easy to go to them. Yeah. You just pop on their meeting and you, you don't even have to turn camera on, but there's a box in there. You can just comment and pipe your opinion and they get, yeah. keep them and they keep them all on record and everything like that. You know, it's not that hard. It's really not that hard to participate. Even if you can't go to a meeting, you can always send an email any sure. time of the day. You know, it's, it's funny how how Zoom has changed our lives. I mean, it's changed the life of the life of this podcast. It's made it easier to record um, how, how it's changed, you know, uh, city council meetings, for instance. So it's easier to make them accessible to people like you guys who, you know, instead of having to show up on a Wednesday at eight o'clock. Yeah. PM, you know, and let 15 people talk. And now it's 10 o'clock and you're still sitting there waiting to, to have your turn. And by that time, you're fucking exhausted. Yeah. You know, it, it's it's. I, th I think it's time to invest in a little bit of Zoom stock. Right. <laughs> and yet my ass has to go back to the office on Monday. For reals. For reals. I'm super sad. Today's my last day of leisurely. Uh, so and, and you're talking like like a full week, Monday through Friday, Monday through Friday, 40 hours you know, full bay, full hours, everything back. That's frustrating. Yeah, it is. That's fucking frustrating. Yeah. That's like, why? Uh, why? 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 You know, and why? honestly, why? I, I would not why? stop asking why. Yeah. They've already told me, like, even before the conversation started, I'm like, so why, you know, why do we have to come back? She goes, well, you know, if we want everybody back and somebody doesn't want to come back, then they're saying they don't want to come back to their job. They're effectively leaving their job. Wow that's not the case at all. Um, I just um, find myself more productive at home. Um, I find that my, the for my sitting mental and well-being, well, for, for, for my wealth, mental well-being for the uh, well-being of my family um, who now I'm, I'm in close proximity of and for what? Yeah. Commute is the task on my mental well-being. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's, uh, oh man, I wish somebody would do a study on, how taxing it is to your mental health to be sitting in fucking traffic for any amount of time. Yeah. And it's not even like, I don't even have traffic, right? Like I said, I'm not ever really stopped. No, but you're still but you in, in the car for 45 fucking minutes. That, and there's still 
fucking assholes on the road who are like, you know, I may be going to a leisurely place, but, you know, dickhead up here feels like they got to, you know, zipper in and out of everybody. And you're like. Yeah, yeah. that's bullshit. I, you know, I'm I, I, I would write a strongly worded I letter feel your for frustration you. for me. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, I look, man, it's I, 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 I'm always big on putting yourself in other people's shoes. And considering that I've I've had a commute, even if it was, you know, worse because I had to sit in four or five traffic. Yeah. Like I, sitting in sitting in the car for larger per- periods of time. Like to me, it just so, for instance, w- with the situation I'm in now, like, yes, my days are long. Sometimes I'm sitting um, the other night during war games. I don't think I I literally stopped a meeting so I can go say goodnight to my kid and put her to bed oh, uh-huh. to, to jump back into a fucking meeting. Right. Mm-hmm. They were very late nights. Still, as much as that's frustrating because I did, I hadn't eaten, um, I hadn't I hadn't spent any time with my kid. At least I was home. Yeah. At least I didn't have to sit in fucking traffic because if I had to, if I would have had to have been at the office till like eight or nine o'clock oh, yeah. because of this shit, yeah. I would have been fucking pissed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would have been fucking pissed because the, yeah. now I'm having to sit on the goddamn 405, which, you know, crapshoot on what night it is and who, who fucking ran into what and whatever. Right. Yep. Um, I was home. So yeah. I, I excused myself for a hot second, said good, good night to my kid and came back. Yeah. Into this fucking room. So, yeah. You know, it's just as much as 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 things can be taxing, I'm still at home. I'm not having to fucking like sit in anything. So Mm -hmm. like I get you, girl, like this is fucking bullshit. And I yeah, I mean, even when I was working from home, it's like, you know, there'd be days where, yeah, I was busy. I would forget to eat lunch. I would you know, it's like, fuck, you got shit to do, you know, but still it's like. I could just go down the hall in my kitchen and throw some crackers in my face and come back to work and be fine. Chances are, if I was in the middle of something like normally, you know, at, at work, I would be I would I'd take my I would force myself to take my 30 minutes yep. to an hour yep. of lunch, yep. close my door or go out to lunch. Yeah. Here, I'm spend literally money I don't want to spend spend money. I don't I, like most times I go in the other room, put a bowl of cereal together and I'm done in like what? A couple minutes. Yeah. Done. Yeah. And I'm yeah, back to 15 fucking work. minutes. Yeah, I'm not even getting through a whole half hour episode of nothing. People, yeah. Ex- well, yeah, people just don't understand that. Like you're getting like as much as it's they're not in your peripheral. Right. So you can't see what people are doing, but right. just getting done. So what the fuck? But if matter? you're getting your shit done. Who fucking cares where you're at? You're yeah. paying rent on this fucking building. You're paying yeah. a lease. You're paying uh, maintenance people. You know, like it's just a, a whole slew of things that could be minimized and, and worked smarter. Like, I think that this here, as I point with my thumb like a politician, yeah. um, this here should be your next fight is 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 for more jobs to seriously consider retaining working from home status if it's humanly possible. Look, yeah. some jobs just can't do it. I get it. Yeah, it's just you can't do it. But if you sit in an office and you sit behind a desk and the only difference between the desk that you have at home and the desk that you have at work is location, then you should seriously reconsider working from home. Yeah. I mean, I approve this message. Ask anybody. I bet they're 100 times more comfortable sitting in front of that computer at home than they are in that desk. That they had to commute to. Oh, I mean, look, like you, you make your workspace work for you. Um, 
the way that my so, workspace was for my for my old, you know, my my previous job was not conducive for me to be there all day. But it was I never considered it a permanent fix because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. as far as I knew, I would be going back and then, you know, they decided to close the office, blah, blah, blah. Um, but with this new job, I knew that, like, chances are the, uh, I would have to go into the office on an occasion. Right. Yeah. Like every, the, vez, the vez en cuando is we like to say in Spanish. <laughs> Um, so I made the office work for me. It's very yeah. conducive. I spend a lot of time in here, even nowadays, even when I'm not working, um, once the, once the wife and the kid go to, to sleep, I used to come back in here because, you know, I have, you know, I have more screens to watch stuff I can build in here, you know? Mm-hmm. So like I've made this, this office work for me for numerous situations. And it, I think it's much better for my mental health to be fucking home. And the only time I ever leave the house really is to go pick up and drop off little home slice. And even that I split yep. with the wife. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think it's bullshit. And I think a lot more companies um, need to stop thinking that old, like thinking of like, if, if you're not working in front of me, you're not yeah. working. That's yeah. bullshit. That's yeah. fucking bullshit. And the funny you thing can is, tell if somebody's working. Our job should know that because half of our sale, half of our people is a sales team who aren't in the office. They're supposed to be out doing their job, getting right. things done. You know, they don't have to be there. If you can't tell that your staff is getting their job done from home, then you're really not being you're not you're, you're not going to be able to convey that at 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 the office just because you physically see that person. Yeah. Like you you really need to reevaluate your life. It's a very old way of fucking thinking. <laughs> I, like I'm I'm a very like I'm I've gotten very big on this because I've seen that it can work. Yeah. Uh, look, I sit in a lot of fucking meetings now. A standard, I have at least 3 check-in meetings a fucking day, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 3 fucking meetings. Like I those those are just minimum. Mm-hmm. Never less than that. And chances are that there's probably even more than that. Yeah. Um. Uh, in, in a normal day. But they're checking in on you, making sure that you're not struggling, making sure that you're you need some help with anything, making sure that like you're on task. Yeah. The, see how they fix their issue. If they don't yeah. know what you're doing, they set up a meeting and go, hey, where are we at right now? Let's do a check in. Let's do a stand up. Let's see where you're at. Yeah. There's ways of doing this. Right. It's called technology. It's called technology. Everybody has it. And in this day and age where you can get fast Internet into your house for not a lot of money. Why the fuck not? I mean, here we are. Here we are. You and I have been doing this now for a couple years now, right? Two, three years. This shit started on an iPad. With the fucking uh, with uh, the Podbean app that you and I would record on. And chances are one in every so often we would lose an episode. Technology has changed so much in the last three years that you and I can sit on a laptop, fucking do this and not have any sort of fucking issues. So if we're Technology. doing this, just doing this, this ding dongy fucking podcast, you can't tell me that people can't fucking make this work for work. Fuck off, man. Technology. I can't remember the, the song I love technology, <laughs> but not as much as you. You see. There was so uh, is that the Kip song? Yep. See, I, I, I th- one of the reasons why I do miss working around like humans is that like so one of my friends from the old place that I actually got her the job there worked with her at a, at a previous place. 
um, sometimes we'd fuck with her and change the sounds of her computer. Uh-huh. So we were a Windows based uh, company for the most part. So, you know, Windows has certain sounds that it comes up with. Yeah. So when her computer would boot up, we changed it. So it went, I love technology because <laughs> she fucking hated technology. We used to do that with the salespeople when they would leave their cell phones around in the office because they wouldn't lock them. So we would go in there and change either the sounds or like the language on their phone. Uh, that, pissed, <laughs> that pissed them off when we changed the language because then they couldn't figure out how to change it back. Right. Like now it's in fucking uh, in fucking Korean or whatever. Or yeah. Hieroglyphics or fucking Egyptian hieroglyphics. What does the double double eagle mean? God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> double double eagle sun coffin. Fuck. <laughs> Uh, do you want to see the? <coughs> Sorry, coffee, coffee deck, coffee deck. Oh, oh man, that looked like a good one. Uh, what? Uh, you're still muted. Oh, do you want to see the Legos that uh, listener Susie was donating to? You? Oh, yes, please. Let's let's go down the Lego road. I'm so excited for this. You might have to turn your back. Where did I put them? Oh, they're in my office. Okay, hold on. I'll be right back. Okay. Um, hey guys. So look, man, I watched this movie last night. I'm not going to start talking about the movie because we technically haven't started the show, but um, just remember, I went into this movie not knowing anything about this movie. I literally didn't know that it was a David Fincher movie until last night when I watched this fucking movie. I was like, Oh, shit. He did this movie. (laughs) All I knew about this damn movie was that it was a book. That's it. Even even reading the description before I started the movie, I was like, I don't. okay. sounds sounds like I kind of get what it was, what it's about. Um, Seems like, you know, like a murder mystery thing. But. Holy fuck. That was it. Oh. Did you hear her? I heard her. Um, oh, there she is. All right. You might have to turn off your, your, your background, though. Can you see? Uh, no, you might have to turn off your background. Oh, wait, you got to put your headphones on. Okay. Yeah, you're going to have to turn off your, your, your background. Do, 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 do. And, while she, do, 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 and while, do, do, while she does that, I just want to say uh, rest in peace, DMX. Oh, yes. Um, you know, stay off the rough, drugs, rough. man. Rough, rough. Yeah, just stay off the fucking drugs, man. Like, I like I don't know what his drug of choice was, but you know, it's unfortunate, and uh, you know. Okay, it's gone. Yeah. Okay, we have uh San Francisco Golden Gate Bridge, five hundred sixty-five pieces. Yes, please. That. Okay, we got. We got Trafalgar Square at just under 1,200 pieces. Oh, yeah. That's a beautiful set. I can't wait to build that one. That is beautiful. That's a lot of shit going on there. Yeah. And then we got the friend set. Oh, I can't Yay. wait to get. I can't wait to. So I've seen. So in, in relation to this set right here, I've seen um, people who have built like the outside of the building. Like oh. add, add it to that part. Yeah. So I'm like, oh shit, that'd be cool to do. That's pretty cool. And then this one. It's creator. This is the one I'm excited for. 
NASA Apollo 2 lunar lander. Yeah, I had my eyes on this one for quite a bit of time. Like, I think the only reason why I didn't buy that is because I ended up buying something similarly priced. And I was like, all right, it's either this or this. But I wanted this fucking set. This is crazy. Yeah, this is amazing. I'm so excited. I'm going to build them all first and then I'm going to give them to you. What, so what you do is what you build one at a time, right? And then uh-huh. when you're done, you send me send that, you one. that one. Yep. Okay. Sounds and then and t- until until they're all mine. I'll start with the small ones and then you can have the friends one. And I'll send that one along with the first. Oh, one, yeah, yeah. You, I already yeah, got it. Because you already got it. I already got it. Oh, I'm so excited. Yeah, those are good sets, man. So 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 what, what was this kind of a. Uh, a quarantine thing that she was doing? Uh, no, I actually think she had Well, the friends ones, the, the set's pretty new itself. Um, that just came out last year, but, um, most I think of she those had are beforehand. And, yeah. And, uh, oh, they're, they're all pretty new. So for sure. The lunar one is fairly new. Oh, and, and so is the friends one. I just yeah. knew she was doing some spring cleaning and just getting rid of stuff. Oh, well shit. Then she sprung clong on the, on us, which I appreciate. <laughs> yeah. So that's exciting. Yeah, man. Oh, I can't wait. Like I'm I haven't. I, so I've been so busy with work that like I literally haven't built anything lately. And my um, my my in, my Lego Instagram is kind of taking a little bit of a hit because it's just been quiet. So like that's why I pulled out the Batmobile um, last year's Batmobile. So two reasons why I pulled out last year's Batmobile to finally build it. One, because it's dope. Mm hmm. Two, because they've announced and I'm I'm fucking getting maybe two of these things that they are going to release the Lego version of the 1960s Bat- Batmobile. Oh, that one. Yes. <laughs> Fuck yes. And the best part is that it comes with uh, Adam West's Batman. Right. So in his style of Batman outfit, it comes with the Joker and Cesar uh-huh. Romero has a little bit of a mustache. Oh, that's right. So I'm like, fuck, yes. That's awesome. Oh, I'm so excited. Uh, let's start this. Roll that uh, roll that uh, starter music with then pause when you're done. I got to go grab my dogs. Uh, <laughs> all right. BRB. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to set a time frame here. We're this many minutes in, and I'm going to roll that song for us, everybody. Enjoy. Uno, two, tres, four. Yo, it's the Goody Squad. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the Goody Squad. I am Aaron X, joined by Chiba, who's dealing with her dogs. For episode 102, we are reviewing the 2014 David Fincher movie, Gone Girl, which you can find easily on Hulu. So as I was mentioning while she was um, grabbing the Legos, this is my first time seeing this movie. Um, this is the first time uh, me knowing anything about this movie. <laughs> and holy shit, can I not wait to talk about this one? Um, holy baby Jesus. Uh, I'll, I'll be curious to see if she wants to do non-spoilery because I just don't know how you do non-spoilery on this movie. And I'm assuming I'm probably one of the last people on the, on the planet that's probably never seen this movie. So we'll we'll go from there and we'll see if she wants to do um, spoiler, non-spoiler. 
Um, but it, it's uh, Rosamund Pike, who we last saw in um, I Care A Lot from a couple episodes ago uh, where she was in the movie with Peter Dinklage. Um, it also has uh, Batfleck, Ben Affleck, um, who's interesting. When I was looking at the the movie facts, uh, apparently his his weight had fluctuated during the filming of this movie. And that's mostly because he was uh, filming Batman at the time. So he went from kind of looking like pudgy fleck to uh, buff fleck, basically. Bowfleck. Oh, I like that one. Bowfleck. Um, but yeah, it's 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 an interesting uh, uh, ride for sure. I was basically introducing introing the show and kind of giving a little bit of a uh, background on me not knowing this movie and that sort of thing. Why She's do you not back- know this movie? Huh? Why do you not know this movie? I mean, I knew of the movie. I didn't know anything one of the movie prior to never, seeing never it. heard a damn thing about it. You had no idea what it was about. I legit straight. I Like I said, I like like I said, while you were getting the Legos, I didn't even know this was a David Fincher movie until last night. Oh, OK, cool. So I don't know what it was about this movie that just kind of like was in my periphery. I knew it existed. I knew people liked it. Uh, like the title just made it sound like uh, one of these suspense thriller movies. So I was just like, all right, cool. And then just never, ever, 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 ever got a, uh, around to watching it until you brought it up just recently. So I don't know why I watched it. Um, I know I first watched it. Maybe about like five years ago or so. So it came out in 2014 based on a novel of the same name uh, in 2012. The writer was uh, Jillian Flynn. Um, Uh somebody told me to watch it, I think. And I was like, okay. And it was like, oh, damn. So I watched it and then I made my husband watch it because it was one of those. Oh, you got to see this. So this was obviously like, like about five ish years ago. Okay. So basically like when it came came out, out, a little, it'd been out for maybe a year or two. Okay. Been out for a little while. Um, cause I know I saw it like on HBO TV, you know, type thing. It wasn't like, you know, uh, but then, uh, and then it's funny because. I had some questions about the movie. There were a couple of plot holes that I had questions about. And the funny thing is, is the person who I had asked the questions to is the one that recommended the movie. She gave me the book a long time ago, and I'd actually have the book sitting on my shelf, oh. but I hadn't read it. And I actually have not unpacked my books in like the last five years because I've been in rentals and I haven't had a bookshelf. So I've just sure. unpacked, you know, my books. Have, so wow. I haven't gone back to the book. Because you got Funko shelves. Let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> This is true. Um, but anyway, yeah. So uh, I just want, since we saw Rosamund Pike in the, what was it? Uh, I, I Care, Care a, lot a Lot Netflix yep. movie recently. Yep. And Which she I was kind up. of a badass in that. I was like, yeah, you're going to have to watch this one, especially yeah. since you've never seen it. So starring Ben Affleck, Rosamund Pike. Did you cover all this already? Uh, yes. Carrie Noon, Neil Patrick Harris, Tyler Perry. Oh, I, yeah, Tyler Perry, uh, uh, Neil Patrick Harris. Those two, I, I forgot to mention, but I did mention uh, Rosamund Pike and Batfle- Batfleck. I mean, Bat- Batfleck. Batfleck. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, did you notice the music was by Trent Reznor? Um, just just before we started recording, when I was looking at the facts, I was like, oh, damn. All right. Of course, it was, you know, it seems like David Fincher and uh, Trent Reznor, um, you know, are buddies. So. Uh, if you notice, the whole movie is very dark gray, like the whole time, very gray overtone on everything. I noticed. The yeah, last I, I threw it on. I saw it on Hulu when I was browsing movies like a, a, a while ago. So I added uh-huh. it to my list because like, oh, that's always a fun watch. So I watched it recently. And then when you mentioned you hadn't watched it, so I watched it again. I've probably watched it twice in the last month or so. Oh, wow. OK. 
Um, like I said, one just because for funsies and one because I knew you were rewatching it. Um, so yeah, so without uh, giving too much away, the movie is about um, Ben Affleck <laughs> plays Nick Dunn, whose wife goes missing. And, you know, he's the uh, spouse. So he's, you know, usually the first sus suspect they go to. Um, it's how he's dealing with his missing wife case. I'm really not going to tell you too much more before we get into spoilers. However, what I do want to say is that I think there were a lot of parallel. I, I honestly think his character was a play off of Scott Peterson and the Lacey Peterson story. Uh, oh, interesting. Because there were a lot of, I, I guess I recently watched, or I, you know, one of the times I watched this movie, I, I watched the Lacey Peterson documentary around the same time. And, you know, the whole thing with the, um, one of the things I found interesting was that there's a, a part in this movie without spoiling too much where his wife's missing and they're, He's posing for a picture by one of her missing posters, missing uh, wanted, you know, missing persons posters. Yep. And he's standing there and the paparazzi, you know, the media are all taking pictures and somebody yells at him, smile, Nick. So he smiles. And then that's the picture that they published of his shitty and grin next to a photo of his missing wife. I think that happened to Scott Peterson, too. There was this picture going around, oh. him, this stupid grin on his face. You know, there were a couple of things I felt like were taken right from Scott Peterson's case almost and, and into this movie that I thought were pretty interesting. I just felt like the character he was playing was almost kind of that guy. Hmm, interesting. Yeah. Okay. Um, I thought the acting was great. <laughs> oh, I my really, God. I loved Neil Patrick Harris. I love his character. I um, thought he was really good. <laughs> I, got to see his, I got to see his penis. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. Emily Ratajkowski's in this movie, and she's one oh of those my people gosh. that it's like, Ever since I heard her name, it's like, who the fuck are you? Where did you come from? Why do I have to hear all your name all the time? Well, I was in this movie. Yeah, I, I follow her on Instagram because she's she's a pretty bird. And <laughs> and then her boobies came out and I was like, oh, shit. OK, all right. Yeah, yay I think for this she movie. was I think she was naked in the Robin Thicke video. The blur was video. Yeah, yeah, that's she where was she came from. Yeah, yep. yeah, she's a she's a model, basically. And um, she looks like a fucking airhead to me. I can't stand her. She's one of those people that shows up on my news feed all the time, like her and Bella Thorne. And I'm like, who the why? Well, well I don't know you people go away. Eh, I don't follow the Bella Thorne, but I follow this one because she's no, I don't fan. follow them, but I'm like not my Instagram feed, but just like when I'm going. Yeah, through like, yeah. Daily news, Mail and or news or something. Yeah, I, I get stories on these dumb bitches all the time. And I'm like, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know who you are. Uh, I'm OK with her. <laughs> she she pretty. I'm not going to hate her. <laughs> and, and she and she signed off on her boobies being in the movie. So yay, yay for boobies. Hooray for boobies, as uh, the Bloodhound Gang used to say. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, really good cast. Um, I think everybody um, played uh, their roles well. The parents uh, to uh, Amy, who was Rosamund Pike's character, I thought were really done well. Um, she was fucking stellar um, in this movie. Um, I, I mean, Affleck was was we'll talk about him when we get into spoilery stuff. He's Affleck um, in the filming. It was a uh, mostly shot in Missouri, but I remember um, some scenes were shot in L.A., but I remember this was funny. So production. So um, the characters in the movie are from New York and they moved to Missouri, Missouri. Um, Production was shut down for four days when Affleck, who's a known Boston Red Sox fan, refused to wear a New York Yankees hat for a scene. Come on. Right. Four days. Really? 
Um, Fincher and Affleck reached a compromise when Affleck wore he wore a Mets hat instead. <laughs> what a what a what a weird thing to fucking like. Four days. It's like you couldn't agree on the Mets hat for four, three days earlier. It's like come like, on, ser- like you're acting. Like yeah, it's it's nobody's gonna nobody's gonna believe that you uh, like this team all of a sudden. I'm not putting a Giants hat on my head for nothing, nothing. I don't care if I'm acting. Are, nothing. Are, are, are you for real right now? Oh, for a million, for a million bucks, but like you know. Well, yeah. okay. Well, you know, you know. I mean, I, I'm sure that if you look on on IMDb, you can probably look up to see how much this motherfucker made for this That's movie. That's true. So it, it, chances are he didn't do it for a buck fifty. He probably did it for a good couple million, right? Okay. So, so yeah. If you're paying me a couple million, like, I don't give a shit. Like, you want me to wear a fucking Trump hat? I I won't put it on for a community theater project. Well, no, no, I would. I wouldn't put it on for a community theater gig. No, if you're paying me a couple mil to do it, then I'll do it. If you're paying me a couple million to act like a piece of shit, I would wear a Trump hat. (laughs) As long as motherfuckers knew I was acting. Yeah, I fucking wear the stupid red hat. (laughs) <laughs> if I'm acting, but not for real. So it's not like I'm going to keep the hat and be like, oh, I'm just going to wear ironically like <laughs> after the fact. No, I'm going to burn the fucking hat and then I'm going to put on Instagram how I burnt the hat. <laughs> That's how you handle that shit. You get paid. You get paid the money and then you, 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 you do your the, job like you a grown up. Jo- <laughs> you do your job like a grown up and then you take whatever memorabilia you do not approve of. You take it in your backyard. You put it in your fire pit and you set that bitch on fire. And then you put it on Instagram. And be like, hey, look. Huh, that project's done. <laughs> <laughs> um, the movie ended up on a lot of critics' top ten lists. Really? Uh-huh. Huh. Interesting. Huffington Post. People. I, I, I'm a little weekly. surprised by that, only because usually this genre of movie that's like, like a lot of the, uh, like these kind of movie movies remind me of like a, a, like certain movies that like Johnny Depp will do. Like I know he okay. did some really like wonky, fucked up like shit. In the past, although this one, <laughs> this one, you know, was a little more gory, I think. Um, but yeah, it reminds me of those kind of suspense thrillers that you would see, like um, Sandra Bullock or uh, Johnny Depp. That that that's the kind of genre it kind of reminded me of. But um, well, let's just fucking get into it because since we're talking about a movie that's what seven years old by yeah now. that's one of the things i said when you were gone i'm like i don't know how, how long we're gonna spend on non-spoiler because this movie came out in 2014 so and nobody else has seen it but you and i'm the <laughs> I, I legit and that's funny i legit said i'm probably the only person on the planet who hasn't seen this fucking movie so let's let's hit that that monty python music real quick Ooh. All right, that's what you get. Eh. All right. So the movie is about uh, Amy and Nick Dunn. Amy comes from a privileged uh, white family who wrote a series of books based off of her childhood, but they made it way better. <laughs> I, I can, I can see how that would be fucking Amy. annoying. I could I could see that. Oh, yeah. No, I would be like I'd be fucking furious if my parents took like my life, made money on it and then like made that kid's life more better than mine. Yeah, like Amazing Amy sounded like she got a puppy and, you know, yeah, she said Amy I wanted a dog. The next book, Amy got a puppy or I quit playing uh, the clarinet and the next book, uh, Amy made the band. And <laughs> yeah, so the movie, the movie starts off just dark as fuck. So basically, like um, you don't see uh, uh, Ben Affleck or Nick 
Um, he's just laying there and, and, and Amy Rosamund Pike is, is laying on top of him and she's, he's kind of like caressing her hair and he's talking about like cracking his wife's skull open. <laughs> and then at, from that point, I just wrote down, this is going to be a doozy, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> so right off the bat, we're getting like shit's going to go down. They don't um, have the perfect marriage. That's what we are well, uh, soon to realize. Well, fuck. So, you know, so we, it starts off. He's in he's at the bar, which I guess he owns with his sister. Um, his twin sister. Yeah. And they're talking about it's it's the their anniversary, which ends up being the wood anniversary. So the five years um, and what he had gotten her and stuff. And, you know, just from the way that they're talking, it sounds like Amy's. Uh, well, it's funny when they were talking about Amy and how she's not great to be around kind of thing. I was like, oh, this kind of sounds like when people would hang out with my ex-wife. It's funny. <laughs> so I'm glad I yeah, got away from her. You can quickly tell that Nick's family isn't fond of Amy. They're not fond of Amy. And it's very contradictory to where, when we start finding out more about Amy. because the, the So I would say half the movie is Amy flashback flashbacking to journal entries as she writes quote unquote her and Nick's story right so we're, we're painting a picture at this point where it's Amy's painting this picture of Nick and her relationship and how it morphed from something kind of flirty and kind of same team we're cool we're fucking team one kind of shit um, but at this point we already know she's missing well okay so uh, yeah let's rewind a little bit so he gets home from the from bar, the bar. Bitching about his wife and their anniversary. Right. But it still seems like like at that point, I'm not getting the impression there's there's that many problems at home. Sure. Because yep. I mean, you're, you're talking about your, your 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 anniversary with your wife and what are you getting her and blah, blah, blah. So at this point, I'm like, OK, well, it's rocky, but it's still, you know, it's still fucking the, the, the motor's still on. The battery's not dead. Sure. Um, He gets home. Uh, The glass table in the li- living room is is turned over and smashed. And he can't find Amy. His wife's missing now. Yeah. And so he's looking for Amy and then he calls the cops and, you know, the cops come and like he's they're checking out the house and there's and and, and Rhonda, Detective Rhonda starts to put post-it notes on things. And he's just kind of like, oh, OK, weird, but all right. So this is when I'm like, all right, what the fuck? Because Honestly, I mean, I'm married. You're fucking married. If I get home and there's a fucking table broken and my wife isn't answering her phone or fucking in the house, I'm a little more concerned than the way that Nick is acting at this point. Right. So Nick is just kind of very nonchalantly kind of like, yeah, my wife is missing. It's weird. I don't know. Did she have any friends? No. Um, <laughs> was, she, was she this? No. Um you know, any idea where she would be? No. And he's just kind of nonchalant about shit. I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with this guy? Like, he is just so fucking like, oh, hey, hey, my wife's missing. Well, I guess I should call the cops. And so they call uh, Amy's Amy's family and or, or they're, he's at the police station and the police are like, well, you know, have you let her family know? And he's like, no, actually, I haven't. <laughs> and they're like, you haven't let him know. So he ends up calling the 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 family at the police station and he's he's there and he's calling. And for some reason, uh, 
the her mom wants to talk to, uh, his mother-in-law wants to talk to Rhonda, the detective Rhonda, which is weird. But this gives Nick enough time to to kind of see his dad in the other room because um, his dad has like Alzheimer's or something and, and is in an old folks home. And this is the first time we actually see Nick show emotion. So he gets very like angry and aggravated about, you know, like I've been here all fucking day and, you know, my, my dad's been in here and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, weird that he would get emotional about his dad's well-being. I mean, mind you, and not his wife's well-being. Right. So, so I'm very thrown off. His dad kind of bitch about his wife too. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm very thrown off at this point by Nick's reaction to his wife. Obviously in the movie. You, so you're getting the impression that obviously he's up to something, but he, he's just very nonchalant about it. And it's starting to bug me. Cause I'm like, even if even let's say Nick even had a, something to do with his wife's disappearance. Right. I figured he would be a little more invested in that. Even if he was, cheating on her, which we end up finding, you know, almost midway through the movies that, you know, Nick has been cheating on his wife with uh, Emily. What's her nuts? Uh, Emily Big Tits. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I'm not the only one who said it. Rosamund Pike said it during the movie. Uh, (laughs) um, But so he's very nonchalant about it. And it's very disconcerting and it's very weird to me. And I'm watching this movie and I'm like, you know, and we're getting more entries of the uh, of the uh, the notebook, the journal that she's keeping and, and just so, kind yeah, of basically, you know, Nick's trying to figure out where his wife is. The cops are trying to figure out if he's involved I mean, he, or not. They're trying to figure out. And he's whole, kind of. Yeah. Trying to find his out head trying to figure it out. But that's it. And then like, the yeah, whole he's time, not really like expressing himself very much about any of this shit. No, I was just giving a, a, a dry run through where we're at so you can get back to it because I like hearing your opinion. So, oh. yeah, basically the whole time. Uh, you know, the cops are investigating. Nick's trying to figure out what the fuck. And we hear Amy painting the history of their life and, and right. what you know, led up to this. And, and so we're getting the impression from Nick's side of the family, like mostly his sister, that Amy was a quote unquote complicated person, which was code word for bitch, as they put it. Um, that, you know, they don't paint Amy in a friendly light at all. Um, I'm trying to figure. Oh, so. You know, they they start talking about um, setting up a uh, a conference for the disappearance. And Nick's just kind of like, you know, okay, you know, so they they fly out her parents. They're doing this conference. He's very short in what he says about his wife. The mom and dad um, end up, you know, sounding more. more concerned, more like, at this you know, point, we, we don't know that Nick's cheating on her yet. Right. No, no. At right. this point, we all we know is that Nick is very like distant from this whole situation and not saying much. And then this is where you mentioned that they get the picture of Nick next mm-hmm. to the poster. And then you get this. So Nick ends up seeing um, Desi, who's Neil Patrick Harris at this conference. So he goes to try and follow him, but then he disappears. And then he runs into this like lady who's like, hey, can I get a picture? Yeah. And, oh, and do she, you need anything? She's playing all sympathetic. Do you need a cast yeah. role? Do you need anything? So th- this bitch ends up taking a picture and, and forcing him to smile. And then like Nick's all of a sudden thinking like, well, this isn't a good fucking idea. So he tries to get her to to delete the picture. And she's like, I'll do what I want. Um, 
the so way this all like portrays on their like their version of headline news and over the cable news very reminiscent of the scott peterson case also i think right right so it's very yeah it, it's very uh in, in line with with what you're saying with that kind of stuff um so Amy's parents are now in town. They're a little bit more involved in talking to the police and things like that. We kind of learned that the Amy uh, that Amy's got a past where this Desi guy that that Nick saw that was turned up to help. She used to date him in high school. She told her parents and everybody that when she broke up with them, he tried to kill himself and that he would stalk her. And I think that she get a restraining order against him. Yeah. And then there was even another guy later on in college that she got a restraining order against, too. So now yeah. it's like, oh, there. So her parents are like, well, maybe it's one of these people. And they're like, do you have anything more recent? Because I think the most recent thing was like eight years. And they're like, no, you know, they didn't have anything. But yeah. we have now seen this little painted past. So the cops are, are investigating the house and kind of breaking down things. And this is when we find one of Amy's first like anniversary clues. Um. Which we was find a, out that every year on their anniversary, Amy would send Nick on a like a scavenger hunt, leave him clues of where the next clue would be. And right. apparently we learned earlier that he's bad at these clues sometimes. Like he, sometimes in the past, he didn't finish them because he couldn't figure them out. Right. So the first one that they find is in her underwear drawer, which um, the cops find and just says clue one. <laughs> and they're like, right. well, this is convenient. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, but it, it's interesting because Rhonda is very. I, I like the way that Rhonda was because she was on the fence the whole time. Not like the 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 uh, the male the kid. cop, the kid. You know that kid's from. Yeah, he um, was from Almost Famous. Almost Famous. That yeah. yeah. It took me a while because I'm like, I know this kid's face, but then like, I'm like, oh yeah, Almost Famous kid. Um, so Detective Almost <laughs> Famous kid. Famous? Yeah. I I didn't catch his name, so I just kept calling him the Detective Almost Famous kid. Yeah, I don't remember his name either. Um, <laughs> he he from the get go was like, this motherfucker's guilty. Like he's just like. My wife thinks he's guilty. He's guilty. Rhonda, on the other hand, was surprisingly, I have to say, uh, you know, down the middle. She's like, I'm running an investigation. I'm not jumping into any conclusions, which was great. She she there was one scene where uh, almost famous cop goes, well, I can't remember his wife's name, Patty or something. Well, Patty thinks she did it. And, and Rhonda's like, oh, well, if Patty thinks she did it. Well, if she <laughs> thinks she did it, then it must be true. Um, so we, we get more flashbacks of them in New York. Um, where, um, you know, things things aren't as peachy. They're having money problems. They're both jobless. But, you know, they're Amy's still got a, Amy's a trust fund baby. She's got a shit ton of money from her parents writing books about her life. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So yeah. they needed to borrow money against that. And they both her were parents. jobless. Yes. Um, but they were both still sticking together, you know, still, you know, same team, same team. Um but then it, 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 you start to see the progression of how things get worse, like because um, then they end up moving to to Missouri and because Nick and mom get sick with cancer. So they he wants to go back and help. Yeah. And then so right from the get go, from what we're seeing, OK, it's it, this is all still kind of from the point of view of the notebook. The right. Notebook. Um, but, so the but detective Rhonda is doing some investigating of her own. And I love some of the clues she picks up on. She's looking at their finances, yeah. um, realized they were hundred thousand dollars in credit card debt, which Nick didn't know about. And he goes, she goes, you buy some golf clubs lately. How about a 65 inch television? And how about a robot dog? She goes, I don't know what you're talking about. There's right. all kinds of purchases on there. Of course, Amy's life insurance plan mysteriously recently just got upped and renewed yeah. all these bad things that just don't look good for Mr. Nick Dunn. Yeah, Nick, Nick, Nick is 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 inadvertently being dug a hole and he oh, where'd you go? 
there you are. Um, inadvertently, Nick is having a hole um, dug for him. And he's basically standing. He's more, I wouldn't even say that the hole was being dug. It's, hey, Nick, go stand over there. Oh, okay. And then he's standing in quicksand and he's slowly sinking. And but she's there with the hose. <laughs> yeah, and she's there with the hose, just making sure that like shit is like, Nice and, and 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 sloppy for him. Um, around this time is where we find out that the neighbor down the street was quote unquote best friends with Amy. Some loud bitch keeps knocking on the door and the cops are in there. She's hey, you know she's a Karen. Shit about Amy, yeah, totally a Karen. And then she's like, "Well, I was her best friend," and Nick didn't know about her. And this cop's like, "What?" Uh, he's like, "She had no friends. The fuck yeah. are you talking about?" But she claimed to be her friend, and we're like, "Okay, this is weird." Um, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, she shows up uh, a couple times and, and the cops kind of and Rhonda has her shoot away and stuff because, um, you know, she wants to just know where her best friend is. Um, <laughs> uh, let me see here. Where am I at here? There's just I mean, like I said, I wrote seven pages of notes on this shit because it's like I it was like, holy fuck. So around this point is where we're introduced to this text message that Nick gets, right? That says, I'm outside. Oh, yeah. We see a couple times earlier, we see him pull a cell phone out of his glove box. You're like, huh, why is that in there? What's yeah. that? He, he used it a couple times. Yeah. So now, yeah, now we find out about Miss Big Tits. Yeah. So so Emily Big Boobies comes out, who I think her name was like Angie or something. Andy. Or Andy. Okay. So Andy shows up at the doorstep of his sister's house and and... So this is when we're, we're, we're it's revealed that he's been in a relationship with the, one of his students um, for about a year and a half. So then you start thinking, OK, well, now we start getting the impression of why he hasn't been so upset about his wife um, being missing because he's got this side piece. Um, but again, you know, it's not looking good for him. <laughs> so far in the movie, like I said, because it, we're still getting um, references to the flashbacks and, and the notebook and that sort of thing. And Amy is just uh, Amy. Is oh, just, they fought about having kids, according to Amy and yeah. stuff like that. Things even got physical that she wrote down. Blah, blah, yeah, blah, blah. I mean, the, the, the story is definitely dwindling in the notebook from, you know, this like team that was together to when they got to Missouri and he was starting to be distant. And then the mom dies and he just was just a shell of his own self and spending money. Um, you know, he bought a, uh, like a, a laptop and, and, and she's like, what would you buy a laptop for? And he said it was for laptop. And, um, <laughs> forensic, forensic analysis of the house uncovers cleaned blood stains from the, they said blood was on the kitchen floor and it been cleaned up. Oh yeah. And, and like they show, uh, those, uh, like infrared pictures and stuff. And like, yeah, it looked like there was a big old, um, Big old fucking mess of blood. Um, so but. then they hold this little vigil for uh, Nick's wife, uh, Amy. And oh wait, before, uh, but wait before oh, that, oh. before that. So Nick and and Andy end up like hanging out, and he's trying to said he's trying to basically like this is where you could see the emotions starting to pop out of Nick, where he's like, y y we can't talk right now, dude. Like I don't want people thinking I actually like killed my wife or some shit because like this totally makes it look like I, I killed a bitch because I, I've been fucking you for a year and a half. Yep. But these two pendejos um, end up banging at his sister's house and inadvertently falling asleep and 
He's like, oh, shit, son, you got to get the fuck out of here. So he walks into the door. He walks her out. And. As he's about to turn around, his sister's in the kitchen and the sister who has been basically protecting him. So anytime that like shit on the news would come up where it's like they're basically pointing the finger at Nick, she would like turn it off. Which, you know, which was weird because it's like, well, why is she protecting him? It's very weird that she's protecting his feels because he's got to know that, like, he's a suspect at this point. But he was oblivious to this. So (laughs) at this point, she's fucking fed up and pissed and um, and was like, look, here's the news, motherfucker. Here's what the news is saying. The news is saying you're guilty as sin about this shit. And now this shit is happening. And now you got this side piece that just makes you look guilty and then this is when we cut to the visual so then they're planning this visual for amy that you know her parents are up there at this little gazebo the whole town's come out with the little candles and shit and nick's got to go up there and say something nice about his wife so he's up there telling everybody how much he loves his wife and he didn't do it and looks down and see andy in the crowd and this going, is, yeah, you're an asshole you're an asshole because <laughs> she just he just told her he loved her the night before right and this is and this is where we get the most emotions so far from nick in relation to his wife he's well, been then, he's been pretty kid. He's been yeah. pretty deadpan for most of this until this speech. So then uh, crazy Karen shows up. Crazy Noel. Yeah. And starts yelling at him. Uh, you know, the, supposedly the best Where's your wife? of everybody. Where's your wife, Nick? Where's your pregnant wife? Yeah. And that's the first time it comes out that supposedly Amy was pregnant that nobody knew about. Nick didn't yeah. even know about it. Yep. Uh, so then he, we're run, about an, he uh, runs off yeah. and gets into the car, the cop car. And then at that point, that's when the cops like, shoo him away but then they end up back at the house and this is where Rhonda starts not siding with nick as much anymore too many too much stuff pointing to nick too much shit is pointing to nick she's like this fucking table this table here looks yeah oh yeah yeah this table here looks set up watch and then she stomps her foot and one of the pictures from the mantle falls off Proving that the uh, home invasion from was before staged. was set up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, she brings up the blood on the floor and how it was cleaned up. Um, and then she gets a phone call. And then this is where they get the the uh, the blood test that Amy was um, pregnant. And then this sets off Nick and he shatters his glass. And then at this point, like he's just. He's getting full. I wonder where they got. They must. Where did they get those medical reports that she was pregnant from? Uh, you know, I don't know. I know that she collected the pee, not to right. skip too ahead. But, you know, if you if you're at this point, you've already watched the movie. Um, she collected the pee. So, so she I'm, had to have gone to the doctor with it or something. There had to be some medical records to show because yes. they didn't have her blood to get tested. No, no. Yeah. The, all they had was 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 the pee. So she must have they had some kind of record somewhere. Some supposedly. kind of. Anyway. Yeah. Nick yeah. didn't know she was pregnant. So I love that now we're an hour and six minutes into this movie uh-huh. and then it flashes back to back in time to the day Amy went missing and we see Amy driving up the road and she's and she's she's got, a, she's got a, a, a thing around her arm where you can tell that she's been bleeding. And then this is where Amy starts to break down this motherfucking plan that she's been plotting for who knows how fucking long. And at this point, you know, not getting how crazy Amy is just yet. Crazy Amy, crazy <laughs> Amy. I was like, if 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 you were that upset with your husband, and then you find out that he was cheating on you, why didn't you just leave him? Now, mind you, at this point of the movie, we're, we we know that she had 
put in this notebook that she was too scared, blah, blah, blah. So at this point, you're, you're thinking, OK, that she, was try- she tried to buy a gun. She ended the whole journal with he's going to kill me or something like that. Right. But so so she paints a picture of being scared. Mm-hmm. Obviously, this is all fabricated by Amy. So if she really found all this shit out about her husband, about him just being complacent and then banging fucking Emily big tits, like <laughs> why didn't she just leave instead of like cracking? Because from my impression, like I like she was going to kill herself, right? Mm-hmm. She 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 had concocted this fucking story and then was going to take some pills and end up drowning herself to basically ultimately frame her husband. Now, I think she was trying to make him look like a dick. I think she was just that. Sure. Right. But at the end of the day, like, so you're you're crazy enough to consider killing yourself. And so she we go through the whole process of her writing this thing. She ends up at a motel, right? Um, Where she's now dyed her hair. Um, she's going by a different name. She's faking an I accent. Know. She's hiding out. She's got a calendar where she's got numerous post-its on. And as things get revealed in the news, she pulls these post-its out. Now, the one post-it that looks like it either moves around a lot or she has multiple ones is the kill, your, kill yourself one. Um, which I found was interesting because I'm like, okay, I'm a little, I feel I felt a little lost at that point because I'm like, all right, is she doing it for revenge or is she really going to offer herself or is she just, you know, going to find a way to pretend like she was killed? Like, I don't know. Like, I was kind of lost there for in a little bit. But she ends up being at this hotel, motel, holiday inn, say what? Mm. Um, where she befriends this, like, white trashy chick and her, her I guess. I don't white, think she really wanted to be friends with She them. didn't. Just, this other bitch, they, they the, started talking. But the her. problem is that she gave her name and she goes, the, the white trashy chick says, I'll see you around. And she's like, yeah, you'll, you'll send me around. So then you're giving her the impression that you're going to be around. So instead of like trying to like. Pass her off and be like, you know, fuck off. Like she ends up yeah. like, you know, like, look, somebody who's hiding out doesn't go hide out by the fucking pool. Right. Mm-hmm. So you end up by the pool and white trashy ends up by the fucking pool. Like you're, you start having conversations. You're not hiding out. You're 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 either hiding out and being stupid about it. Or or you're 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 getting complacent in in or, or you're you're you know you're 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 um what's the word I'm looking for? You're dropping steps here because you were so diligent in framing this guy that now you're just kind of like out in the open. Even if it is with white trashy McPherson and you got your your hair dyed and you know wearing like kind of a disguise and shit. Um and during this part is where we find out that all the shit that Amy had bought was in the woodshed. Mm. Right. Mm-hmm. It was part of the it was part of the um, uh, clues, the treasure hunt, the treasure hunt anniversary thing. And then there was a box in there that they bring into the house because the shed is at the sister's house, mm-hmm. um, which, you know, she was not happy that this bitch used her fucking <laughs> shed, which, you know, stay out of my shed, bitch. This is my she shed. Um and uh, so they open it up. That's where the widescreen TV is. This fucking, uh, again, robot dog thing that they keep referencing and shit. Um, and then it was the box with the two wooden, the two wooden figures, like marionette looking things. Mm-hmm. And, a, and, a, and a note that said something about him going up, up, up the river, mm-hmm. um, which There's he was. And Judy. What's that? There's the punch and Judy dolls. Right. OK. Um, 
so then this is, you know, at this point, him and his sister are basically like, oh, shit, like this fucking woman's wackadoo. She's trying to set me the fuck up. Mm-hmm. And, and this finally is where fucking Nick decides to lawyer up with fucking Tanner Bolt. Tanner Bolt, who was um, Terry, uh, Tyler, uh, Perry. Tyler Perry, which is, you know, weird not seeing him, you know, cross-dressing as Medea. Right. Um, He's like, a lawyer known for representing uh, men accused of killing their wives. <laughs> right. So it's in its wheelhouse. So he ends up going to go see uh, uh, Bolt, lawyer Tanner Bolt. And he's Tanner Bolt's like laughing his ass off um, because like, holy shit, like your wife is fucking crazy and shit. So he takes the case, but he's got a motherfucking retainer and a half. Like it's a hundred K or something. Mm hmm. But he's like, I'm going to take this on because this is fucking bonkers. So they're starting to put a, a case together, um, you know, against, uh, uh, you know, about this whole situation. Um, in the meantime, Amy in her new life um, gets fucking uh, she was playing miniature golf with the two white trash people ends up dropping her fucking like um, fanny cash pack. Dash. of Yeah, her cash da- fanny pash cash dash Ooh, that's a good one fanny pash cash dash um it's fun to say yeah. uh so obviously now white trash people know that she's got money so they end up coming into her place and being like look bitch something's off about you and you ain't gonna call no cops because there's something going on with you give us your fucking money so they fucking take her money they bonk her on the fucking wall now amy is kind of a little bit up shit creep because now this foolproof plan that she's had to frame her husband has gone kind of awry because now she has no cash. So well, if she would have just stuck to her original plan of killing herself and she her right. had to run out sometime. It, it, seriously, like at this point, you have the car, drive the car to wherever you're going to do it and fucking take your pills and fucking off yourself. Instead, she she we see her sleeping in the parking lot of a motel and the security guy shoes her way and then she calls in a favor. So it's like, huh? And at this point, obviously, I'm thinking, all right, is she in on it with somebody? Blah, blah, blah. It's it's Desi, who's Neil Patrick Harris's thing. She wasn't in on it, but she calls in a favor. So out of all the boyfriends that she's had. This is the one that she hadn't like framed for some shit. Hmm. Uh, So Nick, Nick meets with this. uh, She did tell she did tell people, though. Remember, she did tell her family and Nick that. He was stalkery and tried to kill himself after right. uh, she tried but, to go with him. But she never did anything malicious to him specifically like she did for, I believe his name was Tommy, which mm-hmm, was mm-hmm. one of the uh, ex-boyfriends Nick met with who, um, you and know, he falsely he, accused him of rape. Because right. he was he house. was going to he was going to break up with her. And then she ended <laughs> up um, fucking mm-hmm. framing him and then ruined his fucking life. Um, De- so De- Amy did have a restraining order against Desi, which was weird that he was still nice to her after knowing that because he said they were pen pals and they were writing letters. Well, right. But you, you have to remember when, when Nick goes to the house of Desi to tell him about the restraining order, he's kind of taken aback a little bit when he mentions the restraining order. He's like, what? he's like, just get out of here. Like, you don't um, think he knew about it? I don't think he did. How did, how did they, I, I, that's not possible. When somebody gets a restraining order, they have to tell that person you can't go near them. How do you not know there's a restraining order on you? Oh uh, yeah, I guess not. But he looked very surprised by it. Because oh, maybe Amy lied then. Maybe Amy didn't. Maybe Amy just said she did it and didn't really. Maybe right. that's why he was surprised. Right. Because you got to remember when they. So she ends up calling an audible. Because Amy lies and, about everyone anyway. 
Yeah, they call an audible. She calls him to some like riverboat casino where she meets meets with him. And she's basically painting a picture of Nick being abusive and stuff and is basically reaching out to Desi for help. Right. And of course, Desi wants to help because he he still has the love with her. He still has the feels for her. Um, You know, so he's like, look, I got a fucking uh, I got a cabin. I can hide you up in there. Like, we'll figure this out, blah, blah, blah. So when they're about to leave the um the casino is when they f- see uh foot uh another conference about her specifically where her parents are there and amy big t- or uh angie big tits or andy big tits mm. um you know dressed up very modestly talking about how she was a student of nick's and how they had a relationship and blah 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 and then this obviously paints nick very badly um even worse now, mind you, this is minutes before Nick is about to go on TV to kind of plead his case on some talk show. And he's like, well, I still want to do the, the fucking show. So Desi drives uh, Amy to the the getaway house. Remember, she's put on a little weight. because She's just been eating whatever. She's her hair is a different color and it's long. But Desi kind of wants her to kind of be her old self. So like he goes shopping for her, gets her hair dye. That he kind wants of her stuff. to be what he wants her to be. Right. So this fucking pendejo is like trying to like recreate um, the magic from whenever the fuck they were together when high school or whatever. Um, so Nick ends up going on TV and he's playing the role. He knows exactly what he's doing. He's playing this fucking role of right, right before he goes on. Um, his lawyer said something like you have to you remember you have to try and convince everybody. And he goes, no, I just have to convince one person. Right. So he went so, on there with the goal of just trying to talk to Amy. Just he was literally looking at the camera, basically talking to her specifically. So uh, Nick is watching the, the the show with his sister at her place. And, you know, he's you can tell that they 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 know what's going on. Amy's watching the show with Desi. And she's very transfixed by what's going on and what he's saying. And Desi is not really like enjoying any of this. Right. So Desi kind of looks like he's being jealous or jaded. Um, you know, she's like, you know, because he's like, look, I'm trying to help you. And you're here, like, look like you're fawning over your, you know, soon to be ex-husband or whatever. Um, but then Amy starts to kind of plant seeds as she does. And the first see that we see is right before Desi's about to leave the house. She like, you know, shuffles his hair and pulls his shirt out and makes it sound like, oh, that's what all the cool kids are doing. It. The reason why she's doing this is because Desi has this place covered in cameras. Right. So, you know, she's trying to, you know, make a paper trail for herself just in case she's she's making a plan upon a plan upon a plan at this point. So. The, the camera catches him leaving and then tucking his shirt and fixing his hair to make it look like, you know, like he was in the middle of a disheveled situation. Um, Amy then like, you know, starts to like do things to her body with a bottle to make it look like she was forced upon um, and uh, ties up her wrist and then goes up to one of the windows and, you know, ma- you know, making sure that the camera catches that she feels like she was sequestered, right? A- against her will, if you will. Kidnapped. <laughs> oh, man. Um, so the, then it, her, she forces herself, Amy forces herself on Desi, and he's very like, 
well, you know, let's let's just, you know, he wants to be passionate. He wants to like do it. And he, she's like, no, nah, I want this shit rough. And you're like, oh, boy, here she goes. So they start to do the one two skidoo thing and uh, the horizontal hula. And all of a sudden she reaches under the pillow, grabs a fucking um, a uh, box kind cutter. of a box cutter blade kind of thing and slits this motherfucker's throat. And this dude is bleeding all over the place. She hasn't gotten on off of him yet. She flips him over. She's still kind of in the one, two skidoo horizontal hula thing. Um, but she is now covered in this dude's blood. And it's like, holy shit, this bitch is gone even crazier than before. Because, mm. you know, she was going to like ruin this guy's life, get him in the jail. Oh, and Missouri does have the death penalty. Um, right. And uh so the, the show happens. Nick's at home. All of a sudden he hears like a ruckus outside. And all of a sudden who pulls up to the fucking house? Hey, everybody. It's bloody Amy. Amy comes out of this car like she had been kidnapped. And Nick is like this. He, he literally like, best line says, in that whole movie. Best line in that whole movie. She she walks up. I love it. So the paparazzi's all still out there because they're all ha- hounding Nick's house. I love that none of them had their cameras going. It's like, why didn't you pull the camera out as soon as you heard that car crash up this, you know, pulling up the street? And then she stumbles out of the car all bloody. And then you see some guy pull out the camera behind. It's like, you're late, dude. So she collapses. She goes up to Nick, throws herself in his arms. And Nick goes, you fucking bitch. Yep. And then Amy collapses. She She's collapses. Home. She's home. She's home and, and and all disheveled. So he brings her in the house and he's like, dude, I'm on to you. Just fucking admit that you've been that you faked all this shit, whatever. And so she seems like she's about to come clean. Um, but wants him to be naked because she doesn't want um, she wants to make sure that he's not a uh, wired uh, wired. Right. So. Then we get fucking dick flecked over here um, in the shower. <laughs> a lot of penis in this movie for some weird reason. It's just and boobies. Um, yeah, there was uh, same amount of boobies as penis, except you got twice amount of boobies because there's two. Um, yeah, I mean, we didn't see any balls because that would have thrown everything out the window because, you know, that's a three pack Shakur. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but so they're in the shower and she's basically at this point admitting things. And Nick is just like, so so here's where things start to fall off the rails for me right because now she's home oh so she goes to the hospital right the hospital the fbi is is in, is is talking to her and Rhonda's in the background just like i'm not believing Rhonda's it. not buying it yeah nah, Rhonda is like i went from like accusing your fucking husband of killing your like being apprehensive to finally believing that your husband uh killed her and then like you know like nick says something to ronda where it's like oh well, are we on the same team now he's like well you know i believe you you know <laughs> so the she's going through her story of desi kidnapping her and this and this and this but ronda's like i have a question <laughs> you know and she's trying to ask questions about the previous situation the previous case where you know um amy's trying to stay on task with this situation you know, because now she's focused on framing Desi for her being kidnapped. But Rhonda keeps asking the questions, which is throwing her off a little bit. Um, so Nick ends up taking this bitch home 
and they end up sleeping in the same house, not same bed. Yeah, Nick's like, I'm not sleeping in the room with you. He locks the door and shit. But I'm, <laughs> at this point, I'm like, like I'm, I'm losing my mind here because I'm like, I'm not staying in this house with this crazy bitch. I imagine there were still media outside. Sure, but like I would have gone to my sister's house. I would have. Okay, gone- but how are you gonna like if media is gonna see you leaving the house and leaving your wife there by herself, who just got back from this big kidnapping ordeal? Why'd you leave the house? I, I because I because this bitch might kill me too. I don't know. <laughs> she she done almost got me fucking death penalty, and she killed for her fucking ex boyfriend from eons ago. Like, there's no way humanly possible I'm staying under the same roof as this bitch. He stays under the same roof as this bitch, even if it's in another room with the door locked. And so we get a couple of scenes where they're in the house and stuff. And they're, you know, it's it's getting very, I don't know. At this point, I'm very confused on why this is happening. Right. So he's in the house and and she's trying to, like, play same team, like because all of a sudden. So 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 explain to me, like. What was it like? So was she just reinvigorated by her husband because of this video that he put out on the Internet? She told him when she did that interview and when he went on it pleading really just her. Yep. Um, And he knew the right things to say. She said the man on TV is the man that she wants him to become again. She wanted but, him to be that man that she was that he was on TV. But he legit like told her that he was fronting on that shit. She didn't care. She didn't act care. Right. She wanted him to act right. Just act right. Know your role. Wow. She she fucking she wanted got the money. <laughs> wow, man. Holy fuck. So then so then we start they start counting forward. So like during the movie, we get like, you know, uh, one day um, since she disappeared, four days, five days, mm-hmm, whatever. Mm-hmm. Now we're counting the other way. So it's she's been home for seven weeks and Nick is looking in the mirror and He's practicing and he's he's like everything you've heard uh, of my wife is a lie. She's calculating, manipulative, murderous, psychopath. Right. But then all of a sudden, um, so she makes him breakfast and shit and she's coaching Nick um, for their next interview, TV interview. Right. So then Nick opens the door. uh, The reporter comes in and, you know, he's not having it with this bitch because you know, she'd been shit talking him and making it sound what like was he that? Who, who was she basically supposed to be. Who's that blonde chick that was on all those headline news shows that was all aggressive and angry. She was supposed to be playing her. I can't think of her name. Yeah, you can see. I can see her face. You know who I'm talking about? I think so. Your face, but I can't think of her. So she's been, you know, so Nick's like kind of like annoyed and that she's there because, you know, she obviously was painting him as a killer and, uh, you know, having relations with his sister and she's like, oh, you know, uh, whatever, you know, here's a gift. She gives him a gift. What was the gift? Um, I forgot what she gives him. Um, so it, he goes upstairs to see if um, if uh, if Amy's ready to go. Um, you know, Nick it is like. It sounds like what he's doing is planning to expose his wife during this interview. Yes. Yes. So he was practicing in the mirror to expose her right on TV about like, look, bitch, I, I, I caught you. But but obviously Nancy Grace. Sorry, she's Nancy trying to be Nancy Grace. Grace. Yes, that's the that's the bitch. And the actress that played her is actually super funny. She was. In oh yeah, yeah. No, she's she's really she's she's really funny. She was in. Uh, I always remember her in Dodgeball as the uh, the <laughs> the unibrow chick. Yeah, she was also in Fifty First Dates. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So she goes to uh, he goes to check on Amy, and Amy's upstairs, and hands him a, a, a gift. He's like, I don't need a gift from you. 
because I'm going to fucking leave you as soon as we're done with this shit. Um, but, you know, Amy always being one step ahead, um, pulls out a pregnancy test that she's now legit pregnant. And earlier in the movie, we find out that they had gone to a fertility uh, uh, p- place where they had some of his um, his his swimmers frozen. Mm-hmm. So they got she, in a letter that like, hey, what are you going to do with this shit? It's been sitting here for a while. And yeah. uh, he thought Amy took care of it. Apparently <laughs> she did. Well, oh, she took care of it just in up, up in her, you know, up in herself there. Um, so all of a sudden, like Nick is fucking pissed and, and like shoves her up against the wall. And he's, I'm going to have your child. Yeah. And, and but, you know, and, and she's like, I'm not, you know, she said something when he was when she was tucking him into the bed where she was like, I, I would never hurt you. And I'm like, but bitch, you, you, you almost did. Like, yeah. what is happening for murder? What is happening? So now Nick is now Nick feels stuck because now she's going to have his child. And if she raises it without him, she's going to raise it against him. Well, no, she says that the kid was just going to end up hating, hating him with uh, uh, hating him, hating him on his own because he's obviously not going to know his dad. Right. Uh, yeah. So now he's oh, feeling- yeah, I'm sure when she wouldn't have anything to do with it. Yeah. So. They do the interview and this is where Nick tells the world that she's pregnant and everybody's like, oh, happy love story. The, the next scene is Nick and his sisters and his sister is just fucking devastated. And now she's upset because her brother is going to be stuck playing house with this bitch for the next 18 years because of this baby. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, this is pretty much where the fucking movie ends. So you're like, uh, what? Whew. I was exhausted last night. So after it's basically a verb now, like, you know, whenever you, uh, somebody's dating some crazy bitch, it's like, ooh, don't let her gone girl you. Don't oh, dude, like I. So, you know, in, in the question I always ask during these movies, you know, we always have the running theme of like, who'd you root for? Who would you root for? So at the beginning of the movie, I'm not rooting for him at all because he's very like emotionless, right? So you're like, okay, he's got something going on. So I'm not rooting for him. I'm rooting, looks like, for Amy because she's, she's you know, writing this journal, kind of conveying her story about her husband. Well, then we find out, you know, boom, you know, she's full of shit, like she, she crazy. So now we're not rooting for her anymore. And I guess we're rooting for Nick because now he's right. getting because now he's on to what's happening. Although I like now I he's said, getting frames, but now you're rooting for a cheater. Now you're rooting for. Yeah. Now you're rooting for fucking uh, cheater McStevens over here who, you know, um, was emotionless when his wife was um, missing. But now that like he finds out that she was framing him. Now he's pissed. Like he, he kind of he explained later on when he was having to talk with his sister that that morning of their anniversary, they'd been fighting. And she told Amy told him, go, go clear your head. Basically, yes. go, go think. And so he, he, she knows he's got a spot where he just drives out to the beach to clear his head and think. And she also knew that he would not have an alibi for being there while she right. all of a sudden goes missing. But he also would told his sister in that time that morning, he decided that he wanted a divorce. Yes. Yeah. He wanted to, he wanted to tap out. But as we know, you cannot just leave Amy because Amy will fuck your life up, which, you know, <laughs> she did for at least three of these guys. Um. You know, Desi did. Um, so, yeah, so I you're rooting for him, I guess. But then, like, he's a cheater. And I, think I was rooting for Margot the whole time. I Margot was my favorite. The, the sister? 
Yeah, because she wanted to believe her brother. She wanted to have faith in him. She was pissed off, too, when she found him cheating. Yeah. I mean, to me, wanted to believe her brother. I was I was mostly rooting for Rhonda because Rhonda because <laughs> Rhonda was given like she played it cool. She was given a mm-hmm. motherfucker benefit of the doubt until she couldn't do that anymore. Mm-hmm. And then when she found out that, you know, whoops, like this bitch fucking on the super crazy train, like I wanted Rhonda be, to be the one to to take her to down. Nail her to, but yeah, yeah. The, the, I guess there was no proof. There was no no proof in anything that Amy done. Here's my thing. If Desi's house was covered in security cameras, where's the footage of her walking in there and showing up to that house pretty willingly? That's the first thing I thought of when when, when she started framing the videos. Because because yeah. uh, like, I'm assuming it. What did you go erase all the other video except the shit you wanted the cops to see? Yeah, that you don't look weird. Yeah. You you know where the videos are being kept and, and mm-hmm. you know how to fucking mm-hmm. form, format videos now. Mm-hmm. Um, Yeah, her plan started to obviously fall apart completely once she her money got jacked like and, and I but that's the part I don't understand like once her money got jacked and she really wanted to frame her husband why didn't she just fucking drown like her uh, original plan like her original plan like what what about that money made her change her mind about her plan because the money had nothing to do with her fucking knocking herself out right mm-hmm. I mean the money was just like temporary until you know, and so she can shack herself up and end up at the lake where it's like, oh, shit, look where we found the woman. Right. So I, I don't I'm very conflicted on why her losing her money changed her plan. So. Like so much. Somebody said she waited because she wanted to see Nick be lynched in the media first. However, after seeing her husband squirm and fight on television, a growing sense of resentment build up in her and she felt she didn't deserve to die as she was totally as she was totally guiltless instead she chose to live right but th- that but there's a discrepancy in time there because mm-hmm. she doesn't see nick starting to plead well, for things until he does the the the, the interview which yeah. is which is what when she's already in the cabin yeah, there were some point. There were some times though when she was in the Ozarks and the in the shitty cabin before she went to Desi's, where she was watching him on the news because that lady was, the, you know, the homegirl was with her. She was very invested in what he was saying and what was going on. Like, she was really invested on how this was playing out in the media. That's for sure. She was very enthralled by by the way that this shit was playing on TV for sure. Mm-hmm. Um. So, but I'm still at that part. I'm like, okay, something's off here. Cause if you really wanted to like frame this guy, I think that she should have just gone for the lake after she lost the money and then just, you know, move you over. Um, but then, you know, she ends up at Desi's Desi ends up dead Desi. Um, I don't know, man. Like, like as soon as the movie, you know, I always have this like one little thing where, where at the end of the movie, I usually put like a quick blurb of like how I'm feeling at the moment. Uh, uh, about the movie. And I said, this movie is honked up. I mean, <laughs> what the fuck, yo? She played with your emotions. You're rooting for her at first and then you're rooting for him. Then at the end. Fuck them both, yo. <laughs> is there like a sequel to this shit like 18 years later? Like, right. Because they just kind of leave you just like hanging like these two are going to be stuck together for 18. Like, I don't know how the fuck one, you're going to get stuck with her for 18 years Two, like, you're going to raise this kid in the same fucking house. Right. 
And, and three, like, how are you going to trust sleeping in the same room with her? Like, she done killed before. Yep. I, there's just a whole lot. I don't know how the book ends, but I'm hoping that at least it gives you a little bit more at the end, because I was just like, I had too many fucking questions at the end of this goddamn movie. Too many questions. Yeah. I was very like, because like, dude, like, I don't know, man, if 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 if, if somebody if you're significant others trying to frame you for their murder and then they end up popping up out of nowhere and they still alive and shit like. I don't know, man. Hmm. I don't know. Like, if you really want me to go to prison, I'm going to kill your ass now, bitch. <laughs> yeah. Right. Then so let me go I, to prison for what I'm really going to prison for. So, yeah, man, I enjoyed this movie. It was something like I've never seen before. Mm-hmm. So it was a very original concept of like playing with your emotions. Like I said, I went in this movie not knowing a fucking thing about it. So I was along for the ride. You know, I was, you know, the, on the Amy train and then sort of on the Nick train and then, you know, uh, Andy Big Tits train um, and then the Margot train and then the Rhonda train. But. I don't know the way that this movie ended, man. I got too many questions for it to be like. Satisfying to me, I don't know, like the movie was the movie was great, like there was some great acting like fucking Rosamund Pike plays fucking I, I'm a little concerned about her because the the, <laughs> the two movies I've seen this, this 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 lady in like she plays some fucked up shit. And I'm like, how true to life is this shit? Because she's too good at playing this shit. Right. Because she don't look like a bitch. Like, she don't, she, she, you know, That's like true. she looks very nice. She looks very nice. Like, oh, my God, I would totally like do mimosas with you. That sounds like something very, you know, like fun to do and, and, and breakfast and brunch and stuff. But then you see her in these movies and you're like, oh shit son like be careful here (laughs) so i'm glad i saw this movie um i'm glad i knew nothing about it because it was definitely a ride it's a ride um so usually sometimes when 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 you put up one of these movies for me to watch i usually try and explain the movie to my wife oh uh uh-huh to see her reaction Uh uh-huh because she doesn't watch any of this stuff she's very like she likes her her light romantic comedies like she doesn't like any sort of like stressful movies it's just, okay. life is too stressful like i don't need this shit i'm, I'm gonna end up dreaming about this shit then i can't sleep then my day's fun <laughs> so this morning we're eating breakfast and i'm you know little home slices in the house playing and i'm kind of explaining to her the jizz of this movie and and like i just see her face like 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 going through the emotions that i went through so like but- you know, like, OK, well, yeah, there's the notebook. OK, he's the guilty. OK, he's not the guilty one. And then just the, the look on her face when I kind of explained the end and she's like. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it was definitely a what the fuck ending yeah. to the movie. So. I don't know, I'm conflicted, man, because I I mean, it, would I watch this movie again. No, really, not even to like try and see figure out stuff that I don't think so I, I'm I think I'm good <laughs> do I am I glad I got to see this movie yes I, I like I said it was a very it's it's a very unique movie it's very it's done very well except for Ben Affleck you know just irritating the shit out of me that he was so like nonchalant about his wife missing and shit um what she's what uh, oh <laughs> wait hold on wait but, hold up wait 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 wait, wait. wait. hold up hold up Wait, you think I did this shit? (laughs) 
motherfucker, like you ain't never watched TV before. You're like the first suspect, right? Even if you ain't the suspect, you a motherfucker. <laughs> um, I, I the acting was was great. I was uh, crawling in my skin through the movie. Um, like I said, glad I saw it. Don't think I'd ever watch it again. <laughs> um, I'm good. Um, so I would probably give it at a four. Uh huh. I'll give it a. Blah, blah, blah. I'll give it a three. All right. I yeah. gave it a slightly higher. I gave it a blah, 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 three and a half just because I do go back and watch it every so often. Wow. Um, yeah. Wow. Like I just I just kind of think now that I know what happens, I kind of think it's a fun ride. I like the treasure hunt aspect of it. That mm. kind of thing is always intrigued me. Uh, yeah. The whole treasure hunt clue kind of thing, yeah. I, I think, is, is way I think, fun. It, you know, I keep saying this, but I think like if I would have actually seen this movie years ago, I think it'd be one that I'd probably go back to see. But in my old age, I'm like, I'm with certain movies, like I can sit there and watch them over and over and over and over and over again. And then there's movies like this where I'm like, okay, good. I saw it. I don't know if we're going back to this one. Yeah, it's not over and over, but it's a once in a while just for a good, you know, yeah. oh, that was fucked up. Yeah, I don't, yeah no, I think I, I think I'm Would good. you recommend it? Yes. Yeah, I it like, I mean, it's kind of stupid because like if I you said, haven't seen it. If you're one of the pendejos like me who hasn't seen it. Yeah, see the movie. Experience the movie. Um, but know that it's fucked up. And I don't know, <laughs> like, you know, some people, like I said, some people will go back and watch this shit. I'm glad I watched it. It was fucked up. Am I going to go back to watch it? Is this something I could see myself watching again in life? I'm going to say no. Yeah, I'm going to say no, you know, um, but solid and fucking David Fincher fucking, you know, rocked it till the wheels fell off. So, yeah, good. Not going back. <laughs> yep. That's that's why you enjoyed it. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I, I, I like I said, I enjoyed it. It just I have t- too many questions about the end. It wasn't. In my old age, I, I expect more of a pretty bow at the end, I guess. Right, um, right, right. There was no yeah. pretty bow. Maybe no, we don't know maybe 18 years bow. from now, we might get a pretty bow. Um, you know, when the kid grows up and killing his mom or some shit. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but man, like this bitch was crazy. Yeah. Yep. And she plays crazy well because she didn't fucking let on at all. Yeah, like you see her crying a lot while she's writing the the notebook and stuff. Mm-hmm. But you know, I don't know if it's it, it her trying to like stir up the emotion just, in her. Yeah, herself. I think she's just crying because uh, her marriage didn't turn out how she wanted it to be. You know, it, it didn't turn out in my head like how I wanted, or you know, it, he it, he didn't turn out to be in my head how I wanted. So on one side of the spectrum, you have amazing Amy. And on the other side of the spectrum, you have psychopath, Amy. You get mm-hmm. no middle ground here, folks. It's no. the book, the kid's book, and crazy cuckoo lady. Killer Amy. Killer Amy. And like Killer Mike. <laughs> she, Killer Mike's she, way better. She, she, she's running the jewels, but she's running fucking, she's running the sperm. She's um, running bad flex jewels. <laughs> oh, my God. Ooh, man, like this poor fucking sucker, dude. <laughs> This poor fucking suck. And, and and like I like I said, dude, I feel sorry for like if Margo wasn't a twin, I'd be like, all right, Margo's gonna tell this motherfucker to peace out. Like, go fuck yourself. But you know, she 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 indicated that she's right or die with her with her brother because they twins and because she's always been right or die since the womb and stuff. 
So I'm like, well, poor fucking her, you know, Rhonda will go on with her life and find other cases and think back about this shit going like, God damn. Remember that one? Yeah, I remember, Rhonda. You bring it up all the fucking time. The fucking, goes, I'd like I'd like to nail that bitch. Yeah. Wow. And then, you know, Tanner, Mc, what's his nuts? Uh, Tanner Bolt's like, I'm glad I got my money for that shit. Woo. Right. Didn't really uh, have to do much there. Do you think he still got paid? His full, uh, yeah. He didn't even have to go to court. Nope, but I'm sure he, he his retainer was one K, a hundred K, right? So he still got his fucking money. Yeah, but he was like, all right, I'm good here. You guys, you guys have to settle this shit up on your own. I'm out. Peace out. Tyler Perry out. I'm going to make Medea boo fucking Halloween movie eight. Right. Oh, <laughs> uh, I'm. It, 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 Wasn't it yeah. over three hours, too? holy fuck man this movie was long because a lot of times if if the move if the scene is moving a little too fast i'll have to pause it to to write my notes down i ended up having to do that quite a bit and then watching the slider on like how far i was into the movie like oh yeah yeah it's two and a half it's 150 minutes it felt like three and a half (laughs) It, it legit did and i'm i'm thinking to myself how am i gonna finish this movie like once the once the the notes really started kicking in i'm like Am I finishing this shit tonight? Looking at my watch going, yeah, just pump through it, dude. And then I even wrote in my notes like, all right, stop taking so many notes. Like, just do uh, cliff notes. That didn't help. I kept taking some vigorous ass notes because things really started to pick up at that point with her, like admitting that, like, this was all a ruse. A ruse. A ruse. A ruse. So So after the week I've had, after the Saturday I've had, I hope to not have to think about anything as stressful as war games, purchasing cars or gone girl for the rest of the day. I'm going to go. As a matter of fact, today I'm going to watch night two of WrestleMania, <laughs> which is in Tampa, Florida, which is the first wrestling event that the WWE has put on where they've actually had fans back. How full? Uh, uh, 25K each night. But these uh, are but these are but these are uh, stadiums that would have closer to like their football stadium. So they would probably oh, have, you know, three times as much as that. Yeah. Um, but they've had to, you know, obviously keep it condensed. So that's why they went with two nights this year. Gotcha. Um, but I got to say, you know, as much as as much as I thought, like, I wouldn't be going to no fucking wrestling show with no covid, you know, even even like even one shot in, I I, I wouldn't have gone right. Um. But it it does it definitely changes the dynamic of the fucking show when you got people cheering and not yeah you know that kind of thing. So I found myself watching all last night, going you know holy shit like I do miss people in the crowd because it makes such a fucking difference to the product. Baseball started again, and uh, they've let people in the stands like certain capacities. So the announcers are talking about how they're like, oh, it's real fan noise instead of piped in fan noise yeah. now. Yeah, and. I told Josh, so look, this week our games are at Dodger Stadium. So I'm looking at the crowd and, you know, like they'll have a group and then like a group over here and a group yeah, over like here. And I, said, and things. I said, that's how I like to sit at Dodger Stadium anyway. If you give me my seats and there's two crammed between people, I always move and go sit in the middle of a group of empty seats anyway. So I'm like, I am way yeah. down for that kind of seat. Yeah, well, because like, the seats in, in like stadiums like this are very like fucking room yeah you're on top of each other you're basically sharing knee space yeah you know like it's very not so i would always move to a group of empty seats and just go sit in the middle of. so so with with them piping in sounds to baseball games 
Is it just basically cheers? Because you got to remember, wrestling is very chant heavy. So, right. you know, no, like, would, yeah, they would definitely like you would just hear like kind of the yays and not so much booze. And that's about it. OK, because with would, wrestling, yeah. it being chant heavy, it's you know, they, you know, were they uh, putting that shit in? Yeah. So it would be like <laughs> yays and booze. And this is awesome. And you're like, you know, it's like they're hitting the this is awesome, like MP3 button and playing this is awesome or, you know, and, that reminds and it, me, you know, it's on Mass Singer, how they they show those shots of the crowd and you're like, you ain't there. That's old crowd. You oh, old man. Crowd. Every every single time. <laughs> I feel sorry for the person who has to sift through um, seasons oh. of 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 fan. Yeah. Crowd footage <laughs> to see if it'll sync up with whatever they're singing. Yeah. I'm still behind on that show. I think the last person I saw uh, unmasked was so after Kermit was. Um, who was after Kermit? Uh, stupid YouTuber kid. Uh, stupid YouTuber kid. Right. And I, I don't think I've watched Pauls. Logan Paul or Jake Paul. Or oh, something. yeah. I don't think I've watched after that. OK, so this week's was pretty good. I mean, the person who was going to go, it's like, yeah, you need to go. You're not a singer. But it was like when it was unmasked, it's like, oh, shit, that's fucking hilarious. <laughs> oh, interesting. OK. Yeah. So you yeah. got to go watch this week's to see who was unmasked. Yeah. Well, there's you know, been we're a... still weeding out the, the bad stuff. Oh, wait. Oh, uh, yeah. OK, so they brought in. OK, so. They, Maybe it's two weeks you're behind. I think because they unmasked. You know how they brought in a ringer last week? Have you seen them bring in a ringer yet? So basically, they intro introduced a group to us, and we've seen them sing. And then the second time we see that group, they're adding somebody else in it. Like, oh, here's a ringer. Oh, here's no. a new person uh -huh. we're adding. So the new person that got added this week got unmasked. But you'll maybe you're, I think you're two weeks behind now. Yeah. Um, or they just I can't remember or they just unmasked the ringer. You'll know why as soon as they do okay. it. like, oh, yeah, there's okay, been there's sense. been too much American Idol and um, the voice on. So we've been kind of. Oh, yeah, we've been we've been. Windows. Yeah, no, I like, you know, me and Lana Ritchie. So, oh, yeah, you no, know, I got to watch like those. I used to really enjoy those, but nothing comes of it. It's just all about the judges. None of these people ever have a fucking career. When's the last time you saw one of these singers on the show have a goddamn career? Um. No, I mean, one of the kids, one of the kids from was it last season? Um, I still follow on Instagram and he's very active and he like he's very unique. He wasn't like um, any any anybody else. His, he goes by a scary pool party. Um, <laughs> a very unique kid. Like he was definitely not the American Idol type, but he made it to like second. But. Yeah, I mean, you're not getting your Clarksons, you're not getting your mm -hmm. Clay Aikens, you're not getting your, um, you know, and those that, kind that of things. To me, was kind of was sad because I, you know, that I thought was the whole point. So I kind of feel it like is. Like I feel like these shows now are just all about the judges. Um, I mean, there's still some amazing singing. Like you, you sure. can, like, like once they get into like, you know, like right now we're doing the duets right now where they bring in somebody famous and you sing with somebody like that. And I just feel like, why am I getting invested in these singers when? You never hear from them afterwards. It's not like they have a career that I can actually go follow. Yeah, I, I still like some good singing. So, I mean, the voice I look to me, at least American Idol, like there are some people that like they show up on some. You're like, oh, yeah, I remember you from American Idol with the voice. I don't think I've ever seen any of those people like. Yeah, I like I mean, if any anything. of them. I like the voice. Yeah, but like that one has a a, 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 a lesser track record. Oh, with no, these I people agree. Becoming famous than I American Idol like does. The format better. No, yeah. I 100 agree. I can't name anybody that came from The Voice. Yeah, like, mm. and, and again, even but though if I think about when The Voice started, 
same same with Idol. I don't think any Idols put out anybody since Voice. You know what I mean? Because then ones were named well, the, the Clarksons and the Aches, you know, they, but, but that's old shit. It's like Voice well, wasn't even on back then. Well, but Voice has been on for like 10 years now. Right. right but Idol's been on for way longer. I'm just saying they and have its first a, iteration. Yeah. Because, you know, this is kind a, of a different iteration since it's now um, on ABC and um, with Lionel, Katie and um, Luke Bryan. I'm just saying that I don't think that they have produced any relevant singers in the past 10 years either. Like, um, probably. Well, yeah, I, w- I would say probably. even. Well, they haven't. Yeah. I mean, there, there was a gap there. But yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Uh, see, when did that show start? 2002 is when Idol started. Yeah. And then they had so they ended up ended the show on Fox, took a couple years break, brought it back to uh, on a different network with a, a bunch of different people um judging it and stuff so you know um yeah i don't know i it, it's still it's still kind of it to me it's interesting to watch the progression of people going from um hey i'm, I'm gonna you know audition to when they get to the point where they're like on stage and you just see kind of the progression of them yeah does it go anywhere probably not but i <laughs> I, I just like watching people like mature in their in their singing careers from like you know taking a shot at this and then kind of like coming up the ranks on the show is kind of cool to me. Um, at least that America's got talent. I think they get a Vegas contract out of it. So at least, you know, uh, I want once they win, I could go see you yeah, in Vegas for the next year. I can't watch that if show. That it's it's a little, it's a, it's a little too variety show. It's a little too gong show for me. I, I can't tell you last time I watched it. Yeah. I don't watch that shit. Uh, I watched I think I last watched time I watched it was the second Walkies show. were on. <laughs> or was that the, on the, Oh, that was that ABC show. Yeah, that was I a dance the, the the singing show, and then the um. So you think you can dance? I watched that one, and then a world of dance. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't think I watch any singing shows anymore, except the Mass Singer. <laughs> oh yeah, there's a singing, a singing show too. Uh, the Mass Dancer, like whatever, That's like a, dumb. Yeah, like it's oh, like, it, it kind of looks like this person. What? How do you what? I watched like two episodes of it when it was down towards like the end. So at least it was just good dancers and. I, I saw that Paula Abdul was really good at guessing, but you just got to get it from the clues. Yeah, it's it, that show is very clue heavy because anybody can dance like, you know. Yeah, like dumb. Yeah. Oh, that kicks like so and so. Except they would say shit like, oh, that person jumps like a, a, a ice skater or a gymnast. It's like, yeah, OK, I'll give you that. But still. <laughs> yeah, but still, I'll, I'll stick to the singing. Oh, man. I, I mean, I, I even I even pro- kind of, the kind of bugs um, I, I can see your voice. Yes. Believe it or not, like we even watched that one because like, I, I watched one episode of it. Uh, we watched like, we watched all of it. Like it was it was intriguing because at least you were still singing and or, or you know, um, or not or not or <laughs> lip syncing. But it was still stupid because you had to be like, um, I guess that would sound like what your voice would sound like. Like what? I guess you look like you'd sound like that. Yeah, you no, sound you like somebody like that would sound, sound like, like a raspy. And then all of a sudden you hear them singing. They're like, ah. <laughs> nope, I was wrong. <laughs> you lose. You lose. Um, hey, did we pick a, a movie for next week yet? No. What do, we, what do we got on tap? Let's let's pick a movie. I think we should try and watch something funny. Yeah, let's since, change it. Uh, let's, that let's, Let's change it up a little bit. Let's go a little bit uh, humorous this time. Oh, yeah. I don't know. TBA. Okay. We don't have anything on, uh, on well, the list that's that's humorous. We'll see. T- oh, maybe. So um, how about this idea? 
there is a superhero movie on Netflix that's Melissa McCarthy and oh, yeah. Olivia Spencer. That looks funny. Okay. That Let's, does look funny. I didn't know that was uh, coming out. Do we know what the name it, of that is? Uh, let me let me look. Hold Netflix. On. I like Melissa McCarthy. Yeah, she's good people's. And, and I like Olivia uh, uh, Octavia Spencer. Thunder uh, Force. Thunder Force. We're going to watch Thunder Force. When's it coming out? It's already out. Oh, okay, cool. I think because somebody somebody already told me they'd watched it. So we're going to watch. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. I think somebody. Thunder Force. And the year was 2020. Netflix. On the Netflix. All right, we'll do it. There Sounds we go. fun. All right. Did you well, ever watch the puppet one? Um, Thunder. Uh, it wasn't Thunder Force. It was called. Um, Thunderbirds or Thunder? No, 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 no. The one with Melissa McCarthy that was like the oh the uh the 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 like the Muppet like the like Muppet Muppets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I really wanted to, but then I heard it. Great. Yeah, I heard it was. So, <laughs> I heard it was so bad that it was like, well, I'm not yeah. gonna waste my time then. Yeah, too funny. Okay, yeah. all right. Well, then we'll do this one. I like those two actresses, so I'm. Yeah, we'll, we'll do something funny for you guys. We'll get off the serious tip for a little bit. Um, this should be a fun little ride. Um, looks humorous and it's got superheroes and stuff. So I'm technically forcing Chiba to watch a superhero movie. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I, can, I can. I can. I can do that with this one. Sucker! <laughs> I tricked all right you. Then. So, uh, ep- Goody Squad episode 102 in the books and done. Yep. Bye, guys. Bye. Hey, bye. Bye, girl. Bye. Bye. Bye, girl. Bye. bye.